And we are live. Thank you. 
Don't hold back, Inky. I mean, uh, uh Ngozi, pop your head. <laughs> to some of that um nights over egypt <laughs> jones girls you remember that Aku? yeah i definitely do yeah Fran, you're too young to remember that bro yeah i remember that <laughs> <laughs> let me get to my stream and turn this volume yeah down i remember that on my tablet <laughs> and gozy they didn't play that in chicago bro you don't know nothing about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that you west House music, house music's read it from uh, I, that's part of the house music phase, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, went to, when I was in the Navy, when I was in boot camp, we, we were stationed in the uh, uh, yeah, in Chicago boot camp, not city of Chicago, but damn neck. No, I'm sorry, that's Virginia, but I did go to Chicago and they was playing this house music at these house parties. I think I was in Maywood, is that a city? Haywood, Illinois, yeah. Yeah, it's West Suburb. Man, they play. I was, I was just hoping some rap came on, some gangster shit, because I'm from LA, and it was house music all night. After an hour, I couldn't take it. I had to leave. <laughs> so, yeah, family, you um, all see the topic. Um, us four have come together to discuss this topic um, as grown adults and um, have a great discussion as like minds. Um, people, when I made the flyer up for this discussion and I posted it on my social media and Facebook, it seemed like everyone went crazy. Did you notice this, Aku? Oh, yeah, definitely. It seemed like everyone was crazy. They started getting nervous. And why is this a debate? Right. It's not a debate. This is this discussion. A lot of people were apprehended by it. Definitely. They were saying they about to whitewash history. Mm -hmm. Who 
paying them or, or who, who's paying them for this. <laughs> even we haven't even started the discussion. People haven't <laughs> talked about people were going nuts. I said right. these people are nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that we may reveal something or say something that just goes against their belief, goes against what they thought all their life, and just, you know, they might have to change, and they just was going berserk. I like that word, berserk. They became a berserker. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what is wrong with people? I said, you know what? These people aren't confident about the history that they believe in, right? So, I'm looking in the chat, and before it started, right? Right. We have a brother named Bondi Jackson. Now, Bondi that, Jackson. Which one? Bondi Jackson? Bondi Jackson. Yeah, I was looking at some of his. Now, Bondi Jackson, it's okay for grown men to have a discussion. No one claims to be some expert. We're just four brothers that want to have a discussion. Is that okay with you, Bondi? You ask what qualifies me to teach on this subject, which is having a discussion. I'm, mean, you know, I'm not your teacher. I'm not no scholar. I'm just your brother who wants to have a discussion. It's nothing wrong with that. And I seen you in somebody else's chat. Bad guy. Okay. On my live streams, we're not gonna have that. We're gonna have respect. My moderators will time out and or delete you if it's growth disrespect, okay? I have no problem with anyone disagreeing with me or anyone on the panel. That is totally fine. We're used to people disagreeing. Right. But when you come to the point of gross disrespect and just uh, uh, um, hate and just this contempt, and we can feel that, I mean, we got the erasure comment, we may have to block you. I chose a group of moderators who I feel have great logic, understanding, and who are fair. So if one of my moderators happened to block you, it was for a good cause, okay? So we wanna have peace in this discussion. And when I do lives, it won't be all that people insulting each other in the comments for no reason, just because you disagree. Um, that's a sign of immaturity because nobody on this panel has done anything wrong to you. You know, we're just trying to learn. And um, we do this as a hobby and an interest. Well, let me speak for myself. <clears throat> the study of history, science, and what have you, I don't work in the field as a profession. So I'm into this because I like intellectual discussions. I like scholarly things, although I'm not a scholar. So this is fun, shits and giggles. It's a hobby. It's an interest. Knowing about history, knowing about Egypt is not going to change or improve your life. We have people who we call master teachers who've died broke. So if you think learning about Egypt and all these cultures and things like that is gonna change your life and somehow turn the black race around, you're looking at it the wrong way, okay? So we're starting this off. My name is Chief X. Um, please hit the like button and subscribe. Please hit the like button and subscribe. Share this everywhere. Um, we all have good intent and we mean well. 
I don't think anyone in the panel has any biases. We don't have bad intent. We're not trying to misinform or miseducate anyone. The purpose of this putting this together was to inform the people. We love you. We don't want to miseducate you. And Goza, you want to miseducate anybody? Chevron, you want to miseducate? No. We all mean well. So I wanted to put this together because I wanted to show how grown men that's more than three can have a civil and productive discussion without a bunch of bickering, going back and forth and arguing. And, you know, it's like, you know, I don't have, I have no agenda. I have no dog in the fight. You understand me? So I'm not selling you any product related to the discussion. You know, I'm not making no money off of this. So I just plan on bringing truthful information as well as everyone else on the panel. You have to understand that. We mean no harm. We have no bad intent. We're righteous brothers. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm Chief X and I am not a scholar. I've never claimed to be a scholar. I just enjoy scholarly discussions, right? I'm not an expert in this. I'm not an expert in science. I'm not an expert in anything. I call myself a generalist, meaning I'll know the basics about a lot of different topics, just good enough to have, apply my common sense and logic to it and have understanding. So things that I have been studying, I've been studying in this movement since 1992. So if you just jumped up into the movement, I know more than you. Me and Aku uh, have been around this movement for a long time. In 92, a lot of y'all was in elementary. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure of Chevron's age or Ngozi's age, but I've known Ngozi in the community from Jump Street way back. He's been around. We've been talking and having these discussions, you know, damn near on a daily basis for years. You understand what I'm saying? So we're qualified to have a discussion. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm no scholar. I, I'm just what I call myself. I'm a student of life. I'm just your brother who's a student of life. I consider myself a junior elder. And I don't claim to be a scholar, but I do claim to be a wise man. And I stand on that. I joke a lot sometimes. I say a wise man will beat the brakes off a scholar. Wise men have common sense. We have experience and we've reflected. And in hindsight, we've developed the understanding over the years. So um, this discussion is going to get very deep. It's going to get very interesting. And I believe a lot of people will learn a lot today. And when we learn a lot, we just have to move forward with truth. I consider myself a truth seeker. I'm a truth seeker. I change with truth. If I'm wrong about something today, I'll change tomorrow and let you know I was wrong. Aku's the same way and Gozi's the same way. Chevron's the same way. You know, so everybody breathe, relax, 
smoke a joint if you have to, let your hair down, <laughs> go get you something to drink. We might be here three hours. We might be here two hours. We might be here for, we're having Friday night live and then going to enjoy this conversation and each one teach one. You dig? You dig, Chef Ron? So you guys can unmute yourself. Yes, sir. And um, I just want to open up the floor for, um, I guess we're going to go clockwise from what we see. You know, Chef Ron can say then a coup and then a mirror. So Chef Ron can go ahead and just, you know, give a little opening, let people know who he is and how he feels about this topic. Go ahead, Chef. Yeah, good evening. Good evening, everybody. Um, appreciate you, uh, Chief X, for even inviting me on a uh, channel um, and for this discussion. Like, I don't feel like I'm qualified, but I do. Um, I feel like I read enough, you know, and I feel like my interest is enough for me to actually have a conversation. <clears throat> so whether um, I learn anything or I can add something to the conversation, you know, I'm grateful for that. Um, um, I had a good discussion with a cool and um and Gozy the other night on Pseudo Killers channel. Shout out to the Pseudo Killers. And by um, the way, this is where I, I wanted to put this together because you guys did have that conversation. Go ahead. Right. So, you know, shout out to the Pseudo Killers. And um, when those two brothers came on, they just, you know, they they was very, you know, um, they was very, I, I would say the word I'm looking for, they they was um up to date in their information, you know, um, and they was moving forward with it. And they they was trying to break away from um, you know, the the paradigm that we didn't have for the last 30 years. So um and, and dealing with a lot of um, you know, mainstream uh studies of Egypt, I say. A lot of times in our community, we deal with niche things, right? That that's not universally accepted. And and their view was more universally accepted, things that you could Google and it'll actually come up. You know what I mean? So those conversations was good. So shout out to the pseudo killers. Um, I'm looking forward to this conversation. And that's what it is. All right. The legend. And OG, everybody's my BG. The OG, a cool. Go ahead and break um, break it on down. How you feel about this conversation and um, what's the point of it all? Oh well, my my whole uh, I don't know if y'all can hear me. Can, can, am I being heard? Yes, sir. I can hear you good. All right. Well, you older than me, and I want to take it back to the old school and say, uh. Do I have permission to speak? <laughs> Remember when we used to say that? Yes, sir. Okay, great. Uh, I want to start off by saying that, uh, yeah, I've, over the years that there, there was a lot of things that uh, created a, 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 uh, a confused environment that we have to now go and clean up. And I think it's our responsibility to do it because most of this information that we're hearing about a Negro Egypt, 
or a black Egypt or I don't even know the terms to use because they there's terms that we can't use now because it's racist. So I'm like, I'm trying to find the best term to use. I, I want to say our people, where our genetics come from, right? Is what I, I really want to highlight. But what I had recognized was that, yeah, over the years, uh, some of the stuff wasn't right. And I've read from Sheikh Antadia all the way back down to John Henry Clark. Okay. I know John Henry Clark personally. And I know Dr. Ben personally. So I have family that was going to first world when all of this started. So I'm, I'm saying that it began with us counteracting Eurocentric ideas, trying to steal Egypt away from its the people that it belonged to. So I'm one of the people who was saying, yeah, Egypt was black. I'm one of the people who was, who changed my name to an Egyptian name. Okay. Started to go to places where Egypt, where the Egyptian notions of blackness, right. And where I can learn something from pertaining to, you know, going and, and, uh, learning about yourself and you're going through the transition of learning yourself. Right. I was in, I saw a set society. So there's a lot of different organizations that I was in that was into this Egyptian stuff. Right. So when people ask me if I'm qualified to talk on Egypt, right. I can talk about anything. Okay. I can talk about anything. Egypt is of importance to me because there's this global thing going on where black people, okay, are conscious black people are marginalizing people's culture and claiming their achievements. Amen. And I don't care what you believe. Your beliefs are your own. But when your beliefs affect other people, because you do not live in a vacuum, none of us live in a vacuum. Everything we do, everything we, right? Our lives is affected by where we live, every, everything, right? So it made me go deep into it and say, well, I want to know, how are the Egyptians connected to us? And, and I want to say this. I want to put this on the record too, right? Look, I want to say that we got to be honest as well. I want to say that because we all came through the conscious community. Dr. Ben, John Henry Clark, Sheikh Anta Diop, okay? These were our heroes. These are the shoulders we all stand on. All four of us right here stand on those shoulders. But it's only a very uh, 
small portion of people that rechecks the information all the time. Everybody don't do that. So you find in the community, you get a lot of stuff that is incorrect, regurgitated over and over and over and over. So it becomes problematic. We are becoming the global laughing stock in the world because when they hear us talk about things that are meaningful to us, it means nothing to these other people whose culture we're uh, infringing upon by doing it. So I just want to put that out there and make it to, to, uh, to, to make people understand why it's important to me to have this discussion. To clarify, because look, there's a lot of stuff that's mixed up. And Egyptian culture is very dynamic and very vast. You, you would have to really be entrenched into that study. And I am not. I am not an expert like everybody else said. But I've read enough and I have the qualities to use critical thinking to know when something don't make sense and when something does. That's what I want to say first. All right. Thank you, Q, man. Um, I, I pretty much agree with all you said. And goes, you can unmute yourself and let you and let us know how you feel about this conversation and, you know, what brought you here. I think this conversation is very important. Um, I've been around a very long time. Uh, promoting science is, is very important. I believe that our people should become more scientifically literate. I believe that we come from a rich culture coming from Western Central Africa, and we don't have to be negligent to our ancestral lineage and the things that we achieved in Western Central Africa. I do accept the diversity of Africa. I do look at Egypt as classical African civilization, which it is no different than the Greek civilization to, West, to the Western world, to the Europeans primarily. But we have to be able to accept the diversity of Africa. Science is one thing that we have to become more literate in and promoting science, not telling you what to think, but teaching people how to think for themselves. Because we have a lot of clergymen in our community and they have been hustling and they have been scamming and they have been capitalizing off our unknowing because they know that we are a broken people. They know that we're trying to figure out who we are. So like the brother just said, we are becoming a laughing stock all over the world. North Africans think it's a joke when they see us. Um, Native Americans think it's a joke when they see us and everybody else. We don't got to do that. Once we start talking about Western Central Africa and the richness of who we are separated from those places that we claim, then we can get to a point in the base. So that's all I wanted to say. Peace and love. Powerful. Yeah, that's true. That powerful. <clears throat> and it's all true. So I want to piggyback off of uh, uh, what the brother said real quick. Because everyone wants respect on the world stage. And, uh, and by the way, <clears throat> Ngozi may be in and out because he is at work. So I just want to let you guys know that. Um, but he's here with us. Um, everybody wants respect on the world stage. Okay? Even gang members in the hood, they want their gang to be respected amongst all other gangs. Right? So... It's just a, 
a human human thing that we want to be respected. I want to be respected as an individual. And I want black folk as a whole to be respected on the world stage. So we have conversations amongst us and what we call for lack of a better word in the so-called conscious community. We vibe amongst each other and teach certain things and what, what I call group think, right? But on the world stage of academia and the rest of the world, they're looking at us and listening to us and laughing. Now we think we impressing each other with slick talk and, and, and what we know. But on the world stage, outside of us, there are other people listening and seeing, and they're laughing at us. When we claim to be a Native American, the original Native America, they're laughing at us. When we claim to be the Moors, they're laughing at us. When we claim to be the ancient Chinese, a coup, they're laughing at us. We're looking bad on the world stage, so it's time to change, right? And I just want to play a clip of this little video. Let me know, fellas, on the panel if um, this shows. This is like a very important statement that. Um, so you're sharing your screen now, or? Yeah, real quick. Okay. Shefra Naku, can you see that? Can y'all hear me? Uh, I don't see it yet. Do you see um, Walter William? No, we don't see it. Okay, hold on. One second. Okay, here we go. I didn't hit share. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you see Walter Williams now? Yeah, we can see him. Okay, this was a powerful statement um, Professor Walter Williams made, right? And at this time, a lot of people may not be around, but this is what a lot of the master teachers were saying. So listen to him real quote close. It's only about 20 seconds. This is what's happened to African-Americans and why this Egyptomania going on. Because of the elders taught this. Listen. In other words, uh, the only way that we can find our way back to our greatness is that we, as African people, have to claim ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt is the only entity in the whole entire world that will give us back our greatness. So we, as an African people, we're going to have to find our way back to ancient Egypt. And in so doing, uh, you will find our greatness, which is lying unclaimed in the continent of Africa. And the second thing that's blocking them. That's what happened to y'all. Now I stopped sharing. Aku, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. To you, what do you get from what he said? My mic on. Uh, I pretty much got what you got. That uh, Egypt is a a Negro civilization. That in order to uh, for us to uh, restore ourselves, we have to include Egypt into the equation. That's pretty much what I heard. Right, and he used words like we have to take Egypt back, 
as if it was ours. Right. Correct. Yeah. 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 And we need to focus on Egypt is what he was saying. He stressed it. Walter Williams always stresses that. Forget about everything else. For us to feel glorious and and, we have to reclaim our past. Right. And and we have to claim Egypt is what they taught from Dr. Ben on down to Walter Williams. Uh, Chef Ron, do you want to tell me what you thought of what he said? Let me mute. Um, yeah, yeah, that, uh, I, I don't have too much contention with what he said historically. Um, like what, uh, what Ngozi just said, it is an African civilization, right? Um, the same way Greece, right? Um, Europeans don't let Greece get taken away from them, right? Because they, because they not Southern Europeans, Right. They still look to Greece as a uh, as a classical European civilization. So I don't have too much um, contention with what he said. What he said about um, Africans or African Americans uh, help retake the history of Egypt back and reclaim it for Africa. And I can go into that um, in depth a little bit later. But you can move the conversation on. That's my stance. Okay, thank you, Chef Ron. So. I bought this book. It's called We Can't Go Home, An Argument About Afrocentrism by Dr. Clarence E. Walker. This is a great book, right? And he dissects Afrocentrism. So just to give you a little brief understanding, Afrocentrism was in general created to combat Eurocentrism. Eurocentrism was a racist way of talking about history. And there were people who came around wanted to combat that and they developed Afrocentrism. And in my opinion, both are racist. Eurocentrism stopped long ago. You don't hear people in Germany, England, Britain, Italy claiming to be the ancient Egyptians. They just don't. You won't find any saying that or any scholars. But you will find the entire Black American community still pushing Afrocentrism, which is racist to me. And I just wanted to read this real quick out of the book by Clarence, Dr. Clarence Walker. He says, the scholars who call themselves Afrocentrists have not written history in the strictest sense of the term. What they have produced is, listen, a therapeutic mythology designed to restore the self-esteem of black Americans by creating a past that never was. That's deep, let me read it real quick again. It is a therapeutic, therapeutic mythology designed to restore the self-esteem of black Americans by creating a past that never was. Concocting, and, and, and one of my favorite scholars um, um, spoke also, his name is Dr. Amos Wilson. Um, real quick, Dr. Amos Wilson says, and he's a psychologist, so Dr. Amos Wilson dealt with the mind of people. He wasn't per se an Afrocentric um, 
He never dealt with Egypt and history. He was a psychologist of the mind. He says, Professor Amos in Wilson says, as a psychologist, he calls this theft of history. We have romanticized history. We have tried to attach ourselves to something that we feel is sexy or sexier than West Central Africa. Um, Aku and um, Chevron, do you have a comment on that or your opinion on what I said? So uh, it kind of mirrors some of the the uh, sentiments of uh, Sheikh Antadia in his early years when he was testing the mummies. I don't know how he would have tested a mummy to know if it was a Negro, but that's another story. But I, be I believe this is where it began. I believe it began with Sheikh Antadia bringing this whole Negro conspiracy to black people and being a respected elder and a scientist at the time, right? I think it was very attractive and people got into it such as Dr. Ben and this, I believe where the tours began. They're the Egypt tours, taking people to on the tours and showing them where the origins of all of the the, the the Western religions came from. And it was it, it was a very intriguing to us because at that period, there was this conscious movement flourishing, a lot of people coming out of religion and needing something to gravitate to. So I think in that process, some of uh, us trying to uh, combat Eurocentricity, which was a faulty idea from its beginning, we kind of jumped in the pool of, of faulty. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because we followed them trying to respond to them and it was like, who does it belong to? Does it belong to Negroes? Does it belong to Europeans, right? We can now laugh at that now and look back and say it was an African civilization. We can now look at that now, but there's still a large volume of people that are still reading these works that are saying things like uh, the Egyptian civilization, right? On their own text says that it comes from the foothill of the mountain of the moon. So I don't know where you guys come from, but this is what I learned, okay? And when I learned that, I believed it. It went back to Simatawi and all of the different things that they were trying to teach us about how Narma unified the land. And after that period, like everything in Egypt suddenly be belonged to us. That's what it, it seems like because, I, and I'm saying this because if you study the periods of Egypt, what you hear mostly from black people is that the people that are there now are not the original people. That means there was a blacker population there in its original inception. 
So go ahead, Chef, and you're going to add on to that. All right. Yeah, I, I definitely want to add on to that. <clears throat> and I want Ngozi to add on after I, um, you know, go through what I'm going to go through. Before, now, you, before you go, Chef Ron, um, someone in the chat um, saying we're off topic already. When we're going to get to the black and white. Um, we're running this stream in a way we have to build up to that. So we're trying to touch on the psychology of us and what happened. So we're just leading up to it. You know, if you don't have time to watch, you got to go to bed. This video is not going nowhere. Get back with it and watch it the next day. But like I said, this is Friday Night Live. We're not here just for 30 seconds. You know what I mean? We're here to enjoy our Friday night and have a discussion. Go ahead, Chef Ron. All right, yeah, I, I wouldn't blame it on um, Sheikh Anti Diop or or none of those um, elders that was writing in the seventies. I wouldn't blame it on them. They got their information from previous sources. White people, white scholars, was some of the first ones to say that the Egyptians was black. Um, black scholars then later on tagged on to that, right, and said that those scholars. Uh, were actually truthful and mainstream scholars was lying, right? So let's put that in context. It, it wasn't Sheikh Anti Diop and them who came up with the Egyptians was black. Um, a lot of them read early um, 19th century works like um, or, or trans translations. Um, a lot of them quote from Count Volney. Um, I think he was French, right? And um, he wrote Ruins of Empire, Ruins of Empires by Count Volney. Um, and he went through a whole diatribe in the introduction of his book talking about how uh, how Europeans now owe their civilization to a race of people that they hold in abject poverty and, and with contempt, meaning that the face of the Sphinx clearly shows the features of a Negro. Um, that's Count Volney. Then you can go to people that are other people that they quoted, um, like um, Albert Kuhn, The dude name was Coon, I think, was the yeah, first dude's Boyd. name. Coon or something. Like yeah, are, you talking about, are, you, are you talking about Albert Boyd Coon? Yeah, no, no, I, I, no, no I, I, I said Count Volney. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I said Count Volney. Right. Um, and then you can go to um, people yeah. like Albert Churchward and um, other yeah. European writers who was. Oh, yeah. Who wrote, you know, or made had passages where they um either said emphatically or or alluded to um the ancient Egyptians having an inception with a black population. Um, so uh you can see John Henry Clark um and people before John Henry Clark and them like W. E. B. Du Bois and Souls of Black Folks, he allude to that. Um, so it it, it was a gradual build-up to uh to um shake anti Diop in them, right? And and those brothers was well studied too. So they were getting a lot of their information out of universities. We might just don't agree with it nowadays, but they wasn't pseudo back then. So to say, you know what I mean? They was bringing the, the real information. So you, you can go ahead, Amir. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of confusion that that happened with early um Europeans and 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 early, you know, um late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, 
their misnomers of what a Negro is, because at one time we have to be careful with terms like Negro. Um, Negro was also used in a metaphorical sense with other groups of people like, I, I don't want to go that far into it, but yeah. Um, Czech Archie York was only responding to Europeans and their narrative. And other groups of people that's part of our community, a lot of our other elders was only in response to that. One thing that our elders didn't understand, they wasn't, Dr. Auntie Jip was, but the rest of them wasn't really scientifically literate. So they knew that Egypt was Africa, but they didn't understand. First of all, the human genome wasn't even mapped out yet during the time of Dr. Auntie Jip. So doing a melanin, a melanin, uh, a melanin uh, um, test based to say, oh, Ramesses II was black based off him having pigmentation, that wasn't enough because we know Arabs have pigmentation. They're dark um, uh, and other groups of people. So they didn't understand the diversity of Africa. And they also didn't understand that pigmentation or having dark pigment doesn't make you an African, primarily the group of people that we descend from. They didn't understand, you know, morphologically, a morphology of what's a Caucasoid of North Africa based off of we use those terms. And what's the branch of Negroid and within the layer of Negroid, the Congoid base of what's Western Central Africa. Because Negroid comes in what? Capoid, Congoid, and in labor phases, Australoid, right? So they didn't understand that. So doc, like, like the brother said, you know, it's not really um, our elders' fault. They were only responding to what the other people said prior before when they was calling the Egyptians black and other things like that. And um, I'm glad he brought up um, the guy Churchwood, Albert Churchwood, because if you read his books, he calls the black African, and this is why I know people don't really read, he calls the black African uh, primitive, the primitive black, the primitive African race. And he classifies the Nordic African as being distinct from the primitive African race that from was the black. Primitive race, he calls them. Yes. Primitive race yes. is the term he uses. Yes. yes. So it's even 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 in their approach of calling these people Negro in some layers, they still it still was a differentiation between the people that descend from West and Central Africa and, and even those people in the north. You know, one time Jews had terms like Niger and Negro and, and, and stuff like that. So Negro is also can be a metaphorical thing outside of just being. A, a, a color spectrum in those olden days. So the, even back then, they had a racist approach with describing. Yeah, they was calling you Goyans, Goyans and shit. Yes. Like that. So they, had, they knew you was different. Like, right. It's right. not a white construct. Is Correct. What they're trying to highlight. Yes. Yes. Right. And thank you, so, Chef Ron, for, for clarifying that because you were, you were correct because it wasn't, I, I meant to say, that Sheikh Adadiyah was the one who took it from them and where we got it from. The popularity that it took and how it re we received it was through him, I think. I don't think that we was reading European academia at the time. We, we was waiting for someone of that, you know, because we all heard Dr. Ben and them. They, that's the ones who was like the the ones that was pushing it. They were the vanguards of the idea at the time. And I believe that it was in response to uh, Eurocentricity, I wanna say that. I don't yeah. think that they, I don't think that they deliberately did it, but 
I have to say that some of them did. And why I would say some of them did, and I'm not going to play no games with nobody because I don't do that, right? Make it plain. Make it plain. Right? Sheikh Antadiyah refused to have his thesis, right? Look at look at Angozi laughing because he know I'm going to take it there because we got we to gotta heat it up somehow, right? We're going to heat it up. <laughs> he refused to have his thesis peer-reviewed. And when, when you do that a whole bunch of times in academia, it's not a good look. Wait, say that again, uh, Aku. <laughs> you said, say it again? He refused what? He refused multiple times to have his work peer-reviewed. And what we do is we regurgitate the thesis at Cairo Symposium. This is what we do, but ask somebody to tell you the results of the study. Nobody, do. nobody, as far as I know, has seen or know what the results of this melanin test is. All right, well, I'm done. You talk now, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm mutant. I'm mutant. It's true. That's, That's true. true. That's so, true. We we going from the from 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 back in the day, and we're gonna bring it on up. And we gonna we we got sources. We got we got information to show and share our screen. We're just trying to lead up to something. So there is no melanin test results. He refused to get shit peer reviewed. Okay, we see Diop as a god of Afrocentrism in a sense. Um. So this is like strange to me. So I went to Ghana for my 50th birthday about a year and a half ago, right? And when I went there, I went to the four different, no, I went to five different museums in Ghana. In those museums, I didn't see one, not one Egyptian symbol, um, artwork or anything. They had Andinkra symbols and they had stuff related to West Africa. And while I'm there, I'm driving around and I'm passing grave sites. Cause you know, in Ghana, they have grave sites. And I don't know how they do this, but it's not like a cemetery cemetery. So people just bury the dead and they have grave sites. And you drive down the road, you see grave sites. And I'm just pondering. And like, those are my ancestors. I said, I'm saying to myself, respect to the ancestors as I'm looking at these graveyards. And I thought about how everybody is running back and forth to Egypt and not coming from where their distant ancestors are from, West Africa. I thought about how we're spending so much money on plane tickets and hotels and spending with the locals and strengthening the Arab Emirate or Egyptian Berber Coptic economy. Well, no one is going to West Africa and helping out in the orphanage and strengthening their economy and visiting. So I represented my shirt today. These are the tribes we come from. Tribes, nation, groups, whatever you want to call it, in West Central Africa. So I wanted to rep my shirt today, and I thought it was fitting. <laughs> so we have a thing we haven't spoken on yet, but all of us, 
we all on this panel consider Egyptians Africans. We consider North Africans Africans. No one's saying that they're not Africans. But in the conscious community, for lack of a better word, when people hear the word African, their mind automatically jumps to a kinky, nappy-haired man that may look like me or people on the panel. And they forget that Africa is a diverse country, very diverse country, just like Asia is a diverse country, right? So I make the statement, they haven't made the statement, but I make the statement. North Africa has never been Black Africa. I say, and I'm not trying to be, I'm, I'm strict, but I'm not trying. And I say, Sub-Saharan Africa in East Africa is Black Africa. And I say North Africa is white Africa. And I don't mean white as in, you know, some man from Britain and England and Germany. I'm just using terms white and black just as a contrast. So North Africa, in my understanding, has always been white Africa for the last 30,000 years. We are tropical Africans. This is a fact. I'm not just making this up. And by the way, people can, you guys can fact check everything we say tonight on this panel. Okay. So North Africa has never been Black Africa, in my opinion, in far as I, I can see. Because I've asked the question, can anyone find or name a Black kinky-haired people tribe anywhere in North Africa, the Levant? Turkey, the Near East, in the last 5,000 years, name one. And I put this challenge out there to see where people's heads are at. Not one individual can come up with an answer, a name, a nation, or tribe that's Black in North Africa, Levant, Near East, Caucasus Mountains, Europe, or anywhere that set up camp in North Africa and settled and their culture was born to the point where you can say, those are the such and such tribe. Nobody can do it. Chef so Roger, oh, go ahead. So I wanted to say this, even amongst, which North Africa has a history. I just want to go down a trail. The first group of people that hit North Africa is somebody called the Tyrian culture. The Tyrian culture ranges between 100,000 to 30,000 years ago. After the Tyrian culture, you have what they label, what they call, anthropologists call the Iberian Marusians. The Iberian Marusians, and I want to say something, because even Sub-Saharan Africa is diverse. Those black Nubians that you see chained up when the Egyptians was taking them was not Western Central Africans. There's a distinction between Western Central Africans coming from Togo, Benin, Nigeria, Senegal, then those Nilotic people that was already in that Sudan area. So the thing is about North Africa, but talking about Egypt alone, Egypt is a transcontinental country. It's a zone of confluence. So even to this day, you do have some people, and they're still not us, who are dark-skinned or brown. And just some layers of it is a result of the Arab slave trade that was recent. And some of it comes from older phases, like with, well, what's her name? Um, Maya Marklos talks about the Garamantes and their morphology was distinct 
or looking at the Tibu people that live in southern Libya. They're Nalachic speakers, but autosomally, they're highly Eurasian because those so, people have been doing mm-hmm. So Go let's ahead. take, can I, I, I got to do one thing. Look, I got to do this one thing. I have to do this. So Ngozi, you know that a lot of us don't understand what the hell you're talking about right now. But, 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 but to, to give clarity hey, to look, that's not, look, I'm saying that to say that you got to remember you're not talking to us, right? You got, we, right? Yeah, but you got to let them get it out because as long as it go on the record, you, okay. right? you don't want to okay. break nobody flow. Right? No, because he lost me too. Because, uh, oh, that's <laughs> cool. You can go back and listen to it too. So, so I'm going to talk about, I'm no, going to talk no, about I'm the gonna, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what. What, what mm-hmm. got me? Look, when you said they go back a hundred thousand, that type of, I'm trying to differentiate modern humans and who was there a long time ago. I'm trying to put it into context so that everyone understands it. Well, maybe maybe Ngozi can clarify it by saying this. Okay, was past, this was past six thousand years ago. All right, you're muted. Here, 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 here's the thing. Homo sapiens, we know from us that study. Earthquake. Go ahead. You feel that, Akul? It's an earthquake. Oh, shit. Unmute yourself, Akul. Unmute yourself. Uh, I'm about an hour away from you, but I did feel it shake just now. It's yeah. hard. It's just hard. So <laughs> I did right. it because I didn't want the internet to go out. Oh, okay. No, I'm good over here. I'm, <laughs> I'm straight. I'm okay, straight. that shit was shaking hard right here, bro. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> You're freaking out. Yo, there's some fucking edibles, man. But let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. So, in, in, Amir, are you there? But what Amir said about the Garamanches, I think um, Smash Rock, Rockwell in the chat mentioned it also. That's outside of this the time frame I'm speaking of. That's way before the Egyptians. You get what I'm saying? Y'all can unmute your mic. So, so yo, I'm back, uh, yo. Garamantes, Egyptians? You're muted, Ngozi. No, the Garamantes are not. Are Garamantes Egyptians? No, 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 they're not Egyptians, but I was trying to lead to a okay. point. So, so the Garamantes was just another group of North Africans, and they had two distinct, according to the anthropologists, the skull types were distinct. Most of them were Eastern Mediterranean. Another group were labeled as um, Negroid in the sense that matches up with people from Niger and other layers. So I don't want to pe- I don't want to get people caught up in skin tone though, because Congoid morphology does not equate to who we are again. Because even like for example, the Black Libyan mummy that they found in the early Sahara, that doesn't mean it was us. So the thing is, is that if we get into Egypt. After the Badarian period, going into the Nakata period, pre-dynastic Egypt, before they even have, when they starting to build Mastabas, which means mentioned Arabic, which is the predecessor to a pyramid, you have Neolithic farmers coming from Anatolia, going through the Mediterranean, going through Southern Europe, piercing North Africa through Gibraltar, going through the Sahara, mingling with indigenous population that was already separate from our population by 30,000 years and some layers of the genetics. Going back through the Sahara, going towards the Nile, 
bringing Eurasian components already into Egypt before you even have these civilizations going. They're bringing different alleles, I'm sorry, different alleles or different variants like A11T mutation that's responsible for fair skin. So some people in North Africa already had fair skin since it in entered Africa and before it even arose inside in, in other layers of early Eurasia. So what I'm saying is, is that I brought, I brought that up to say that when it comes to Egypt and its origin, the people were already mixed. Uh, well, not mixed in that sense because they were already, even the indigenous North Africans that adapted. So, so Ngozi, when you say those people that came into mm -hmm. Egypt mm -hmm. in its early periods, because mm -hmm. what you're saying is that people actually came into Egypt yes. to develop a homegrown population. A Correct. back migration. A back migration. So, and even those, even those humans that was indigenous to North Africa, when you find like uh, Neflet cultural skull, which goes back 30,000 years in North Africa, they still were distinct from the Mesolithic West African hunter-gatherers, the pygmies, and even a basal North Africans, Paleo-Sahiric population that was responsible for bringing us haplogroup E into Sub-Saharan Africa. So what I'm saying is that those population that was East, if we follow the phylogenetic tree and we look at it, the modern Egyptians is just as Egyptian as they was for the last seven to 8,000 years. They have, they have layers of genetics from an early basal Eurasian component that back migrated into Africa as early as 23,000 years ago. They have another layer of Eurasian components that came in with the Chalcolithic culture 6,500 years ago. And this is even before the Hyksos or whatever comes in. So they're creating their own unique cluster, autosomally. So we can't just base things off haplogroup E because E is not a determining factor of a race because haplogroups only make up less than 1% of your DNA. So that's not a determining factor of autosomal characteristic phenotypically of what we I see. I was going to ask you how did, the the A, how did the A get it transferred over into the, the uh, how did the E get transferred over into other groups? I was going to ask you that. I'll break it down. Real quick, Amir. I'm going to give a shout out to Smash Rockwell in the chat. Smash Rockwell, I just want you to know I got love for you, bro, and I actually like you. So I don't want you to ever think I have some beef with you or dislike you. I actually like Smash Rock Rockwell. He's a good brother. He's into things, and he has a life outside of the conscious community. You know, he's into his economics and some real shit. I've always liked Smash Rockwell. I want to give a shout out also to um, Empire Esquire, the attorney. That people should um, subscribe to her page. We went live today and um, talked about the polite case. So shout out to these people and three people in the chat named the Heriton <laughs> as a black tribe. So let me correct you. I've, I've done several videos on that. I wish people watched it. It's called the Morgue and the Moors and the Turag Exposed. Heritons are the Turag. Slaves. Right. Heritons are slaves of the two. West African uh, sub-Saharan slaves that was added to the family of the yeah, two so, so How that worked is the two rags had slaves from sub-Saharan Africa. They called them here. They, they were workers, but they are of sub-Saharan descent. So that has hey, killed that. Your homeboy Mansa Musa had a whole bunch of them, but that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah, that's a whole nother <laughs> so, so, so yeah, the Tori slaves also are called Akalin in the Sahara. The Akalin group or subset of the Toreg at a lower caste amongst the Toreg that stretches through the Sahara. Ekalan or Akalan. 
All right, now, am I mic? Am I muted? No, you good. Okay. Okay. Now, Egypt, North Africa. Um, now, all all of what Ngozi said, you know, if if it's scientifically accurate, you know what I mean. I rocks with it, right? But he said a lot. Now, in layman terms. In layman terms, you can't take away that it was a people that existed in the middle now, right? Along with everybody else back migrating and stuff into, you, you can't take that away, right? Um, those people that back migrated into Africa and was mixing in the Sahara and all of these, you know what I mean? You, we could talk about all of that. And but the culture and the people on the middle now is what we give credit to for the Egyptian civilization. Now, let, let me let me say this. Whatever these people was, right? We know that they lived in a tropical zone, right? The tropical zone stretched from the equator all the way up to southern Egypt, right? So these people who lived in this zone would have been dark. Now, these people who lived on the middle now, now, they came up with phrases, right? And this is going back to our earlier conversation. They came up with phrases like um, uh, Afro-Asiatic as the language group. And we all had contentions with that, right? And we all discussed that. Now. That's correct. But the reason why we had a pushback to the Afro-Asiatic is because is somehow taking Egypt out of Africa, right? It's basically saying, now, if we already then said that Egypt was an African civilization, right? We all said that. So when you add Afro-Asiatic, right, as the language, somehow in your mind, you think that the Africans couldn't create their language or their civilization until they connected with Asians. Hey, right? Chef Ron, that's a great point you made. Great point right. you made. Yeah, so 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 this is part so of the taking Africa. We're helping to take Africa or Egypt out of Africa. Out of Africa. By Correct. by 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 using that phraseology, right? Later on, they had to go back and explain where Afro-Asiatic came from. Now, most people don't do the deep reading on that. They just take it at face value. But when you read it, right, the the uh, the best scholars on, on linguistics that study the languages are saying that Afro-Asiatic is basically, it started in Africa. It is an African language that then spread out to people in the Near East and places like that. But at first glance, when you see it, Afro-Asiatic, you start to think that, okay, uh, Asiatics came in and they brought a culture and taught. No, you can't do that because it was already people in the middle now, right? Where the culture and came And here's in. the thing. They already said that we African. Like how you started off saying we yeah. already agree it's an African homegrown culture. Right? A homegrown culture, right. But right. you got to say who was there. We know who came back in, but it was already a people on the middle now, people that we call Nubians, right? 
they was already there. So we 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 have to deal with that. Like so okay, it, it, so I think some of the discrepancy comes in, Sheffron, with this terminology we use called Nubians, because there's some problems with the term Nubians. Because as with everyone else, it's been said that these people didn't call themselves Nubians. This is a term that was projected upon them. So I want to oh, oh, let, well, well, let me say this. Let me say okay. this, cool. Let me say this. Um, well, when you talk about uh, Egyptology, right? Egyptology deals with uh, a time period. Now, if we can keep it in this time period, I think we'll get more clarity, right? Now, it, the, the Egyptian time period Egyptology deal with is the from 4500 BC to like six. 40 or whenever the the Muslim invasion or Arab invasion came so, in. Amir, that, that, Amir, do you well, have yes, a sir. date? Maybe Amir would have a date because I know Amir does it, that. It, right? It's from 4500 BC to 6. Yeah, whenever he, the, the Arab invasion like, in, came yeah, in. Yeah, that's why I asked Amir to come in because I know yeah, he the, would have a different timeline. Yeah, the Arabs came in in 641 AD. Okay. Dynastic. Dynastic Egypt starts in uh, 3400 32, BC, 32 to 3400 BC. Yeah. Correct. So from 4500, right? Egyptology deals with from 4500, right? To 641 AD. To now, say it's the beginning of that culture. No, that, no, that's just, yeah, that's the study. So it was a okay. Badarian culture that um, Ngozi had mentioned, yeah. you know what I mean? That predates, well, yeah, so... But it was already a people there. You know what I mean? That that the culture, like it, if they saying that the culture didn't come from Asia or Europe, and, and we know that these Hablo groups entered into uh North Africa, but they didn't bring the culture with them. It was already a culture there, so we gotta speak to that. You know what I mean? Go ahead. I want to give a shout out to class of Shabazz. Class of Shabazz, we miss you, bro. You used to put up some hell of a doc, not documentaries. You used to put some hell of a presentations together. They were so good. I downloaded several of them. And oh, put Class them of Shabazz is the boss. Class of Shabazz, if you, if you don't know about that channel, you should we let you know to go over there and get the uh, all of your Islamic studies that you need. Right. And he, he actually, I'm going to be honest. When I seen class, when I seen the angle class of Shabazz was going, he influenced me, yeah, right? Because, because as you see the statement up here, the Arab invasion was small as hell. So people consider the population of Egypt to be Arabs, but they don't know, in fact, that the Arab army that invaded Egypt was only an army of 4,000. 4, 4, so 4,000 people did not change. Hey, not only was it 4,000, it was 4,000 Islamic people. Right. So 4,000 people did not change the population of Egypt genetically. You know what I'm saying? So they only changed it politically and brought Islam and Islamized. Right. The, the, the Arabized the state of Egypt. Right. So it wasn't like it was some drag out, shootout fight. People acting like the Egyptians, just right? Because generally, generally, <laughs> Muslims don't sleep with Coptics. Right. So the people are acting like the ancient Egyptians just disappeared. 
No, we have to put on the table that the modern day Egyptians that we see today in 2021 in general are the ancient Egyptians. They never disappeared. Oh, there yeah. was never no genocide. It was never no uh, a mass migration out somewhere. We've just been lying on the Egyptians. <laughs> they have a uh, modern Egyptians have a genetic uh, continuation that follows for the last, again, 7,000 years. Um, when you're looking at it, they're only uh, at a at 20%. Most of the genetics in Egypt is 68% is indigenous. And it's, it has a continuation of an indigenous uh, continuity for the last 13,000 years based off mitochondrial DNA in, if we want to use that, and paternal marker EM78. But autosomally speaking, they have an early Eurasian component and an indigenous toxicness North African component that was fused together a long time. So if we look at something called the Coptic component, the cop and component in science means peace. The Coptics are the closest population that has a genetic continu uh, a continuity that matches with the ancient Egyptians even more than even a common in, in language phylum. Yeah, even in language phylum when it comes to writing, and also even more than the Arab uh, Arab nationalists, not not really well culturally, but even even more than the Arab type of Egyptians. Even though even the modern Egyptians that speak Arab are not Arab, they have Arab DNA at a low percentage. But the mo the ones that has a more genetic continuity that matches with ancient Egyptians would be the Coptic type people. And also some of the Beja, the Gurner, and other groups have that same component. So it happens in layers. And component in science means peace. Peace so up. And Gozi, when I, when I say that, people say I'm full of shit. But when Gozi said it's believable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know when Gozi, you know when Gozi got a different delivery. The modern <laughs> are the ancient Egyptians. Those Egyptian farmers you see these people, that's how the Egyptians look. Nubia yes. is lower at the bottom. Oh, 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 oh. Go ahead. We Go can't ahead, say that. Right, wait, we can't wait. say that's how they look. Well, because the DNA don't tell you how they look. Okay. See, that, 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 that's an issue right there. You dig we what know. I'm saying? And we, we don't want to make no mistakes like that because somebody come back and smack yeah. us up on that. People will be, lit, people will be <laughs> Let's just say what Rosie said. I, I use the, I but use, it don't tell us how they look, though. Okay. Uh, I use I use sixty seven, but Ngozi said sixty eight. So let's the geography use and that oh, 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 are some of the key components hey, on why we look the way we look. Hey, but look, but look. Let's use what Ngozi say and say that they're sixty eight percent genetically. Related to the ancient Egyptians. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. I want to say that it's not what Ngozi said. I'm going to go as far as what would Ngozi would agree with and say that that's what the science says. That there's a very low, right? Uh, they didn't displace them. So what that means is your black nappy head ass was there. There would be a higher percentage of your DNA there. But... I also want to highlight this, that the way that uh, that DNA, that low percentage that's in the Egyptian population of our people, because y'all don't want to say black, y'all don't want to say sub-Saharan, <laughs> right? So I would say our people, how we got over into Egypt. Y'all ready? Drum roll. Mm -hmm. Arab slave trade. Was what? Arab slave trade and Roman. Arab and Roman. Oh, 
Pause. So let's. A coup. Let's, he said what? He said what? The Arab slave Arab trade. And, and through the Roman. That's major. And and the Roman part plays a three pronged. It's a three pronged thing with the Roman thing because you got Hebrews saying that they was in Egypt, right? And that's when the Romans was there, right? So it it it, it all the cult shit that we are involved with. This is connected to it. Okay, so well, so, look at it. Look, look, mm -hmm. look, can can we look at it from this standpoint? You have two. You, you you have three different things going on, right? right. And it's probably right. more, right? Now, more. You, right. Right. you have the yeah. Delta, all right? And then you have the Nile Valley, right? And then you have Nubia. Now, all those people is, these people are, are, are mixing and matching. You know what I mean? They're mixing and matching. So, the Nubians was there. Their culture is the same age as Egypt, and some people say it predates it. So you you do have a whole nother group that I think that we just overlooking. Like like so, for some reason we acting like these people wasn't there. You know what I mean? So, but they yeah. were. Go ahead. So so I want to add on. Yes, you did have. The, the Nubian A group to the Nubian C group that was responsible for forming the Pataplaya before you even have the late Nakata period. You do have an allot, again, an allotic component was there. Because even when you test modern Egyptians' DNA, you can tell what layer their DNA comes from the West African slave that was imported there as Arabs and the component that's been lingering around for a long time. And a lot of them do, whether it's at 10%, 5%, have an allotic component. Because those type of people always exist at the cuff of northern Sudan, even to this day with the Bija type people. You find the uh, Mapiri, who was a, uh, I don't know if he was a vizier for the Insuts or pharaohs at a certain time period. And he was a Nubian. So you did have, but again, those people are still distinct from Western Central Africans. Facts. No, no, I'm not saying that they, I'm yeah, just yeah, no, saying no, that no, 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 I, I what we call you know. black today yeah, yeah. existed there. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah, you, right. Yes, you, you definitely did have dark-skinned people there. Mapiri, the brother that you see, who was a vizier. Um, you find those melodic people who even interacting at the cuff of Luxor and at the cuff of Aswan. You find these people. And even that article that broke down the ancient Egyptian DNA that was tested in Abusir, it said that they would have went south and measured the DNA for the south. It would have differed from those yeah, areas right, for the right. population in Abusir as they went south. But, so that, that's, that's, that's without contradiction of a doubt. So I'm glad that you brought that up. But again, it, it wasn't one way of looking at it, you know, it, you know, when it comes to, you know, even the distinction between the Nalotic type people and the people that were separate from us. I'm gonna let you go ahead, Brother Chief X. But, but they would have been I just as Egyptian though. Yeah, 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 of course. They was just as, even to this day, you have the Gurna, the Bija, the Fila, the, um, the Fila, the Halans. You have different groups that are still considered Egyptian and they skin range from dark to light, damn near looking bright, you know, and they're all just as Egyptian as they was for the last shit, 10,000 years, 8,000 years, because the genetics that represents the comes through layers. So can I say something real quick? I just want to make one point before you say something, RX, right? I just want to highlight something that y'all are talking about, right? 
uh we know people closer to the equator are black as hell right we, this is something it don't take like yeah. like i told you i'm not an expert but i got common sense right people closer to the equator would be darker okay i think you did a video some time ago x where you showed the difference between north sudanese people and southern sudanese people that there's a color difference even within sudan correct correct so if we're going to use color to determine who the people are i think that's faulty just like everyone else believes that but what i'm saying is why did we say it was black right uh, if if we're considered black right then why would we say another group of people ain't black that ain't have the same so so what makes us so black is different no 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 I, uh, forget that what makes them black right i mean what makes us black and them not black and them not black so it, let's, see, let's, that's let's, racism let's, right there let's, let's, that's racism within itself <laughs> hey, let me, go ahead let, let me take the show this way real quick okay and then uh, uh amir's gonna speak and then we have to have a coup because we're gonna share this link and we're gonna get on hardcore down into it Okay, so yeah, yeah, because we got some animals in the building. I see my man Wuja, you know what I mean? <laughs> Smash, you know, Cedric, and they chomp and they, they, you know what I mean? So, Wuja yeah. is here. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say this, Wuja, you did a very good video last night. I thought it was interesting that you did it right before today when we had to do our shit. <laughs> so, I want to say that. To you as my brother, because I love you. I learned a lot from Wu Jiao. Wu Jiao was my brother. All right. I want to say that. But hey, bro, the when the tire meets the rubber, it would be you that gotta go and correct them. You can't keep doing what you're doing. You're gonna have to go and correct the rest of them because you are qualified. To do it. All right, go ahead, X. This is what I want to do. Um, Let's go. Huh? <laughs> it's a recap, you said. So I want to take the show into this direction. And we have to do this. And it's no disrespect at all to any master teacher. I remember John Henry Clark made a statement that um, the next generation are, is supposed to expand the information and or correct the information. And this is that generation, right? So I have to speak about the teachers and people who we consider master teachers, right? I have to touch the, the, the teachers for the students to understand. And I believe everyone in this panel feels the same way, right? And um, after this, we're gonna go into our coup putting up his, um, his sources. So, um, we have 45 million black folk, okay? There are more teachers and real scholars on earth than the same 10 on men, 10 men we mentioned for the last 30, 20 years. 
The same old master teachers, but there, and no one speaks on real college professors. People hate people like Henry Louis Gates, the doctor and professor from, was that Yale University? For no reason. He's a real scholar and gave Black America so much. He has put together the best documentaries I've seen in Black America and on Black America. And at a time, a lot of the Afrocentric scholars hated on him. For what reasons? I don't know. But he's a legit credentialed scholar. And so the conscious community seems to have a problem with credentialed people and professionals. It's like they move them out the way and then put in place people with no credentials. Okay? So the master of master, all teachers that we call and talk about, and I don't even consider him a master teacher. I consider him a teacher and a storyteller. That's Dr. Ben. So we have to talk about integrity of some of these master teachers that we look up to. We just have to, it's no disrespect. Dr. Ben simply was not an honest man. Dr. Ben was a funny guy. He was a storyteller and he taught about North African history, nothing West Central African history. He didn't teach us our history, which is West Central African history. He taught Egyptian history or North African history. Dr. Ben is not a real doctor. I think everyone knows this for us. It's not no shot or anything. Dr. Ben lied about his education. He lied about where he was from. He wasn't from Ethiopia. There's nothing Ethiopian about him. He said his mother was Puerto Rican. He didn't say Afro-Puerto Rican. He just said Puerto Rican. And we know Dr. Ben is not no biracial. Let's just keep that real, okay? So Dr. Ben said a lot of things that was just totally dishonest. And just to, as, 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 as me, as a man with integrity and a, and a sincere truth seeker, if he lies about simple things, then what else did he lie about? Hey, X, don't be so dirty. <laughs> so, Aku, do you feel Dr. Ben was an honest man? And then we're going to kind of. No, move I on. never thought. No, no. And no, we can be plain no. and be honest and real right now. Go ahead, Aku. No. Why? Dr. Ben was taught up by the same white lady that had a debate with John Henry Clark, which I think she won. Yeah, left. Let me just say this. Where you going? Left school. Mary left. You do it. You do it. Because I don't want to be the one that, right? Yeah, so you advice, yeah, anybody with any common sense is just go back and look at the debate. Mary Lefkowitz beat the brakes off of John Henry Clark. She was correct in all that she said. And I think some of the 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 the, the uh information led into uh George D. James writing his whole thesis of how everything that the Greeks got they got from Egypt and I think and it was it tied into masonry and it just made I just think that when I look back at it now I just look at it and I say well wow man like really like 
we made some mistakes and we can correct it, but we got to be honest. We, we're going to have to be honest with some of this stuff. Now, Go ahead, Chef Mark. Yeah, I'll say this. George GM James, um, he, again, he got that from white people. Like, we got to know in Stolen Legacy, like I said, if you read Albert Church Ward, you know what I mean, where he mentioned a lot of these things. So these was white scholars coming up with these things that black scholars, you know what I mean, or um, uh, um, avid readers and, and researchers had got a hold of. And it, it, sound, it felt good to them. And, it, and they regurgitated and, and added on to what these, um, you know, white people were saying. You know what you're I mean? Right, so, you're right. Yeah, we, we 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 got we now I understand that we pointing the finger at who messed us up. You dig what I'm saying? saying but somebody now, messed them up. You no, know? I get it. I get it because look, we yeah. all messed up living here and trying to identify and find a culture to identify with, which is still the problem. Because a lot of us want to say we Africans when we're really not Africans. Like we have to come to grips with a lot of stuff that we went through. Like we are Americans like of someone, African genetics. We genetically, yeah, we over here. Yeah, so you, somebody, can, you somebody, can pinpoint us to the continent using a uh, uh, population genetics. Yes, somebody, right? but somebody, we not African, right? We ain't West African neither. So somebody yeah. in the chat said, "Leftwist is in the nut house. She's a lunatic." Oh, now, she look, she might be. She might be. She wait, might wait, be. Wait, wait, wait a minute. But the only reason that person thinks that is because Afrocentrics and everybody in the conscious community told them that. And they didn't actually review the literature and listen to her and fact check her. When John Henry Clark had a debate with Mary Lefkowitz, he was way off topic. Hey, I want to say this. It look, wasn't his debate, give, though. Hey, Let's I be honest. Say this. Okay. I want to say this. I want to say this. Look, real quick, real quick. I want to say this. Look, real quick, real quick. We need a mayor back on the line so that we can hear the fourth entity in this because a mayor is part of this, too, right? And whether the chat going crazy, because there will be a question and answer, right? We will engage, but if you are disrespectful, if you can't have a mature conversation, you won't come on. You won't come on because I'm not going to. I'll I'll shut my whole shit off if you disrespect me. <laughs> so X, yeah, I know X. He at work. He, you know, he coming in and out. He, he still. At I know. Work. Yeah, he's still at work. But I, he's gonna touch back on this. But this is gonna play back, and he's kind of missing out of the video, right? But we need to do this where these people that are in the chat who know Amir. Matter of fact, man, just bring them on. Don't bring Ankh on because you're gonna argue with Ankh. Yeah, so what I love Ankh, but he's gonna argue, he's gonna fuss, he's gonna do we don't no nah, no, nah, we all grown men. So wait, like, wait, wait. so we gotta I'm do, not a grown I'm not a grown man. <laughs> just saying I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's the girls on the line. I'm I'm saying everybody, you know, 
Everybody is on the line. Uh, it's grown men that know how to have a, a, a respectful conversation. But it don't usually go like that, Chef Mike. You know, Chef well, what, happened, what happened was like when, when, John Henry Clark, John, when John Henry Clark and Mary Leskos was talking, John Henry Clark was entertaining us. He wasn't talking about scholarship. He would he said I I debate my uh uh I debate my equals. equals I debate my equals and all others I teach. And everyone went crazy, right? Moretzica, mute your mic. Okay. I, I, I muted it for her. And everyone went crazy if he was just saying some deep thing. And she's the credentialed person. So we got caught up listening to it. We got caught up in the entertainment. We got caught up in the shots and the talking shit. And we wasn't really listening. You get what I'm saying, Aku? You can unmute your mic. I get it. But um, what I want to say is that, and I'm, and I'm harping on this idea, look. If we are not qualified to speak on this topic i'm gonna go all all out and say neither was shake on who we all got it from i'm gonna go all the way out and say that okay because his thesis was rejected But because of our love, this is one of the things that we have. We have this cult personality worship thing going with us that we have to shake ourselves from because a lot of us, we, 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 we have a great, what they call a gregarious nature. We need some group to be associated with to fill the wholeness. Okay, and 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 because of this, getting out of Christianity, most of us grew up in Christian families, and we rejected Christianity. And when we got out of the Christian stuff, we went to the conscious community, and they drove us more crazy. And it still happened. We can look at it now. Just go on Facebook. People need to be evaluated people are crazy it's a lot of different ideas and stuff that people hold to because of the root that they they're going by this conscious community stuff and it began with who who did it begin with yeah. Where did we, who did we get this whole idea of even paying attention to egypt from where did we black Americans learn it from? Came from D up and filtered on down. And they were just simply wrong. Now, you have that thing you want to put up. This we're gonna we're gonna bring in this um pre-dynastic mummy that was preserved well real well. You have that ready, um Baku? Uh yeah, I got it right here. We can just look it up. Can I share my screen? Absolutely. Do I need to do something? Uh, uh, no. No, it says share right here. Share screen. Hold on.
Right here. Can y'all see that? Uh okay, I, I see it. Let me let me put it up. You need me to uh dig it up or zoom in or whatever? It's on the screen now. All right. So we're gonna read through it. All right. What are you showing us? Uh these are some pre-down assets. Mummy is six actually, right? Right. Uh, hold on. Somebody else is talking on it. Go ahead. I, I turned it off. Go ahead. Uh, this is what the discussion sparked from the other night on pseudo killers. Uh, I brought up this pre-dynastic mummy. Uh, this is just one of six of them. And as you see over to the right side, you can see that He's not in no tomb, so this is pre-dynastic. This is when the mummy, you see what it says? The mummy man formerly dubbed Ginger. So I don't know if y'all can see that right here. Let me highlight that on the side. Can you see that? Yeah, just speak on him. Can you blow that picture up? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to get this one. This one will be a better one. Let's pull it up on the screen. So can y'all see that? Yes, sir. Uh, let me move it over a little bit. Move it over. Uh, how you do that? Move it over. All we right. can go ahead. All right. Do y'all see that right there? Clear. Maybe I need to make it small. No, it was clear. You were good. Do okay. what you had before that. All right. That blonde hair right here? Yep. We know that blonde is a recessive trait. It's not really something that uh, exists in a great population, a greater population. It's something that's like a recessive trait, right? But the texture is what I want to pay attention to. Not so much the blondness of the hair. And why I'm bringing reference to that is that there are things that we can tell differences between different people on the continent so this harps on earlier what you was talking about how the picture removed itself what happened did it okay uh let me go back are we here yes all right so that uh grade of here type of here is not common with our people. So when you say white Egypt, we're talking about one, skull morphology. They don't have your skull. They're more, they're more cluster with the Asians and European type of skull. They're here is not your hair their language group is not your group their culture has nothing to do with west central africa where our dna comes from 
I'm, I'm showing this picture because I want you to understand that when we say that there's differences, we know that there's differences within even each population. But in Egypt, these people are not our people. These people don't have a language connected to us. A genetics that comes from us. So I want to go into that now. I want to go into the images that most people use from the new kingdom. You can get passionate, just make it plain. Get passionate, let them know. From the new kingdom. Because most of the images that you see circulating have come from the, the 18th, 19th, and 20th dynasty. Someone, right. someone is asking, um, um, what mummy is that, and what kind of, uh, what group is that from? Uh, they let test. Me post the link. Can I post the link? In, it was uh, pre-dynastic. Yeah, this is a pre-dynastic mummy. So, uh, let me go back. Let me go back and post it into the chat. Uh. So, go right here. So here we go. Yeah, so I dropped it in there, right? Yeah, it's uh, Ilmaji says, so you ignored Jebel Arad, man, 300,000 years ago, Morocco, Black Africa. See, you're getting- Your link ain't gonna get posted because you don't have no wrench. Oh, gotcha. I think I did have a wrench. Talk over and just get passionate. So, see, this is not our conversation, brother. We're not talking about who was the first owner. We're talking about a group of people um, in a specific area, in a specific time. We're not right, talking about right. 300,000 years from now, all this old going back. We're talking about ancient Egypt and the time period from the first dynasty on, and we're talking about a little pre-dynastic Egypt. Yeah, that's pre-dynastic. That's before the uh, first dynasty. You're talking about three hundred thousand years. You're on the wrong. You're in the wrong discussion. Right. We're not in competition with who's first. That's not what we're talking about. That's not right. We're talking that's about not. who built the culture. And who built the culture? Talking about the indigenous yeah. culture. Indigenous culture. That are indigenous in that land who've been there. So this mummy is a, uh, basically what he's saying is this mummy. And the genetics of this mummy is the people who have always been there. For 30,000 years, let's just say this, from Morocco all the way across North Africa to Egypt, the Near East, uh, Levant, Turkey, uh, Southern Europe, all these people have been circulating and spreading, uh, what's the proper word? They have close genetic affinities to each other. For 30,000 years, just been a circle traveling through that area for thirty, right. at least 30,000 years. And I'm being light. I think, that, I think even it is, but, it's but just we, probably even but, 30, maybe, right, maybe, but again, maybe 60. But again, at 30,000 years ago, we can't say what those people looked like. Now, we can trace their genetics, right? But people 
uh, skin complexion and hair texture change over, you know, 30,000 years. Now, so, but and, not in that region. Yeah, so, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Think about it. You say that their skin complexion and stuff, we have proof that the Southern Europeans was darker. You know so, what I mean? Um, at least, what, six at, at 6,000 years ago, right? Yeah. The Southern right, European, but, we, but, they, they but, drew so themselves. The hold on. Hold on. The the Southern Europeans. Yes, Southern Europeans, right? Sure. Now, now, so don't you think if you go even further south across the goddamn uh, uh, Mediterranean and closer to the equator, people are going to start getting darker? Hold on. Now, yeah. now, because we got to say this, that temperate zone is not the only thing that has something to do with skin complexion, right? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you also have um, diet. huh? Diet you say? Do that. Yeah, that you diet, right? So, right. So, go ahead, go ahead, um, Amir. No, I just wanted to add on. You, you, you correct, bro. Thirty thousand years ago, the basal Eurasians. That basal means branch off base in science. So those basal Eurasians that back migrated into Africa through the Near East thirty thousand years ago would have been dark skinned. Because the variant for light skin didn't express itself all the way yet. So that's why I want to get us out of the coloration because someone's dark. That's a determining factor of being us. That A111, that A11T variant that arose before it started to express itself completely with those Neolithic farmers. The part of Egypt, if we want to have an argument or a layer about the lighter variant or that A11T islanine changes position into thyronine before entering North Africa starts around 7,500 years ago or 6,500 years ago. But the early basal Eurasians that back migrated into the continent 30,000 years ago would have been brown or dark skinned. And a perfect example of what these people look like, there is a, uh, a Iberomerusian reconstruction. And you also have the um, Kepians reconstructions of what they look like. And a lot of these people, the closest population according to geneticists, it's a recent study out based off the Libertine difference and Arabian difference. And they said the Arabs have the highest component or the Bedouin Arabs have the highest component of basal Eurasian DNA. So the closest population in affinity, meaning similarity, that's close to these sister group to the basal Eurasian would be the dark skinned people that you find in Socotra and Yemen, those Bedouin groups. And those early humans that back migrated into the continent would have been brown or dark skinned in early North Africa. Before, with the brothers speaking of Aku, those Neolithic farmers that expanded through Southern Europe and through the Eastern Mediterranean from Anatolia, those Neolithic farmers that expanded 7,000, or I'm sorry, 7,500 years ago before hitting out. Because that, that, that mutation happened, if you follow the mutation, if we all read the articles, it happened with a lot of farmers. Now, the oldest place they found it was in that so Socotrius cave near the Black Sea 13,000 years ago. Then they turned around and when they started farming, it's beneficial when you're not getting proper vitamin D and you're living in a different altitude and you're eating and you lack certain nutrients. It's beneficial for you to develop A11T for islanine to change 100 amino, 111 amino acid to thyronine to develop fair skin. So you really start to see it happen with these agricultural farmers that start to expand out in Anatolia and hit Southern Europe and even hit portions of North Africa. And then here's another thing. The Khoisan lives a thousand miles away from equatorial border zone one on the continent. A thousand miles away, but it's still dry there. So the Khoisan skin tone would be like everybody on here right now. Mm. 
mm. right? Before they even got the Cushitic uh, pastoralists that mixed with them who brought Levitine mixture down there 2,300 years ago that they just discovered. But even well, before people this... People believe that the Khoisan are the, some separate people, but they even brought back a back migration. Yes, they... Hold on real quick. I want to say this, because people yeah, think they agree. But in Gozi's and 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 cool agree with each other. People just hey, yeah, we, yeah. it's clarification. Yeah. yeah, we agree with each other. Yeah, that those pastoralists that brought the Khoisan mutation, well, we do agree. But the, the, those Khoisan that got that the Nama primary the Nama clan who got that mutation from mixed Cushitic people pastoralists, they introduced it to them two thousand three hundred years ago, and it's found amongst the Nama clan Auto Somali. But here's the thing. And those Cushitic people, because we understand that Eurasians hit East Africa as well and mix with those people. And they range at Eurasian percentage at 40%. But let me just say this. But people living a thousand miles away from zone one. So let's take the Neolithic Eurasian component out of North Africa and give a description of what a Northern Mediterranean North African would have looked like coming out of tropical zones from Homo sapiens that disperse at a longer period. It, uh, the Khoisan lives a thousand miles away from zone one. They live in an area which is zone two. They still have high dry hair to release heat to keep the body cool because it's, it's, very, it's very dry in those areas. But because they live from zone one, the average North African would have had a reddish brown skin tone like everybody that's on this panel. Not to denounce the Nilotic population that was south, that was an open savanna. And they always touched that peak, that peak or that cuff between Upper Egypt and that, and that Sudan area. They're meeting up there. These are not the same groups of people. Human beings spend more time in Africa to be more diverse and meet up, swap chains, create but, different situations for other people to come in. But go ahead, bro. But, but, but West Africans, our uh, people, We're well, we, we spend a, we Wait, spend a larger, we spend a larger time in tropical Africa than in any type of arid area to develop the phenotype that we have. Yes. So, so before the desertification of uh, yes. Right. Yes. Uh, Sahara. Yes. We can say that a whole group of people was in that area, right? Yes. We yes. We agree on that, right? Yes. Yes. It was not to say that they weren't black. It wasn't dark. It didn't have afros. I think a lot of this stuff is based on the black and the white trying to trying to understand what that really means. Yes. To them, people. Which they've all we've always been saying you can't apply modern social constructs to an Egyptian ancient population or any right? Correct. But nobody, nobody is saying that the Sumerians was black, right? Oh nobody no, is no, saying no. the Libyans was black, right? No, no. So and go we, and, mm -hmm. answer this question real plain for them. Mm -hmm. African Americans have anything genetically to do with the Egyptians and make it plain for us? Not at all. Not at all. There's a genetic. There's a genetic. Not at all. There's a genetic distance that range, and some layers are genetics that separate by thirty thousand years. Now we do have a cousin lineage through the early Green Sahara, but even like for example the Haplogroup E, that yeah, was brought to us. I want to stick with the ancient Egyptians. Just them. No, it's false. It, it, it's, it's false. It's false. It's false. No. Yeah, it's so false. Yeah. Group e, yeah. There's a lot of confusion surrounding Haplogroup E. Yes. 
You got the basil root, all that stuff that you guys are great with, right? Mm-hmm. But we know, but right, but we know that some of that, just because it says E, don't because we got niggas saying E mean you African. That don't mean mm-hmm. shit because you got no. E. Yes. Eight percent of white men in Texas have Hapa Group E. A lot of Greeks. Hitler have had e. E. Albert Einstein had oh, Albert Einstein Einstein had e. e. Napoleon had E. So it doesn't mean anything. Haplo groups again. Haplo groups only makes up less than one percent of your DNA. That's just a sex chromosome. Autosomal DNA determines who you are. I mean, we got thirty percent of African men of the diaspora. That's R1BM269 from their great great grandfather that was British. But that doesn't denounce them from being quote unquote an African descendant or a black man, autosomally speaking. So we can't determine a race or a group of people based off a of haplo group. That's problematic. And also, the West Africans who have a specific clan of E1B1A1. It's a late downstream mutation of the earlier Paleo-Sahiric population. So these people go south and mix with ancient Mesolithic West African hunter-gatherers and also ghost populations. That was probably very close to the shit they found um, Jabela Hood. And that ranges in a lot of West Africans at 19 to 13% and plus the MUC7 gene from an archaic group of homo sapiens. They don't know if that was homo heteroboganzas and a former homo Rhodesian man, or they don't know if that was archaic homo sapiens, which was the same predecessors that migrated out of Africa that wasn't successful before the successful out of Africa migration that occurred 60,000 years ago. So it's get, it gets real tricky. So yes, we're, we're not, we have nothing to do with Egypt. We had our own shit going. And even the layers of us- So, so now what we're gonna do is go back to where the people left Africa from, which would be Egypt, right? When people left Africa, right? In, in between travel, Egypt, in between they, Egypt and Ethiopia, absolutely. Right, when they left, right? So yeah. that's taking it really far back. So what I'm, oh. what I'm, what I'm trying to stay uh, pivotal on is this one thing. Did the culture, is the culture, does the, does the Egypt, Egyptian uh, genetics, does it have a closer affinity to Europeans and Asians? than it does to us, Sub-Saharan Africans? The answer to the question is they have more closer affinities to Southwest Asians and Neolithic Europeans, not modern Europeans, Neolithic Europeans, primarily Eastern Mediterranean farmers and indigenous North Africans that was separate from us by a long range. So they were always a, they were already okay, a blended situation. Okay, okay, no point. I want to make, 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 Say what you said in that last few sentences you said again, and then uh, 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 I said they were genetically closer to Southwest Asians, people near the Levant, Southwest Asia, and also Neolithic Europeans, not modern Europeans, those Eastern Mediterranean populations, and ancient North African components. That's that's separate from us by a long range. So See, they, have a unique, they have a unique, a unique cluster. Now, if I had said that, they would have bit my head off. You know that already, right? But look, what we're trying to find out, finalize here before the question and answer segment, before we bring on the rude boys, right? <laughs> right? Is do they cluster with us more 
Oh, well, you kind of went through that. Yeah, he he explained it. He, yeah, he, he explained it. That. Okay, so I don't need to re-ask that question. We can take but us I'll, out of the equation. Okay, great. Take us out of the equation. Move the conversation forward. Okay. We don't. So this guy <laughs> okay. says, what about Sudan? There are more periods than Egypt. That's irrelevant. No, but, but, but here's the thing, though. Even in Sudan, they don't cluster with us either. And the logic people in, in, in Northeast Africa, and even if you, if you want to call, if you want to consider Sudan North Africa, I'm just saying for those that want to, you can go either way. But what I'm saying is even they are distinct from us. There is a separation genetically from Western Central Africans and those Nilotic people that ranges at damn near close to 60,000 years. There's a separation from proto Afroasiatic speakers that, that if you want to use those linguistic terms, that yeah, separation. They find we use. Them. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a separation from Proto-Afroasiatic, and the closest population to Proto-Afroasiatic, linguistically speaking, is Omotic speakers, right? Those Omotic speakers. That's closest to the earliest phase of Afroasiatic, right? They separate from Eastern Alotic people by sixteen thousand years, and this is why when you look up the Natufian genetics, that was a portion of their DNA that was twenty three percent North African, sixty five percent Bedouin Arab like and 6.8% omotic-like. What's going on? Now, if we want to base it off sex chromosomes, let's follow EM215 that splits in between Ethiopia because we know that EM96, I'm just going back real far right quick. A Tyrian culture goes into North Africa, a separate species of group of homo sapiens, which is us, going to North Africa, and you have the Tyrian culture. Primarily A1B1, BT, CTM168, which later on gave rise to DE, which formed to EM96. So what? Go ahead. So what Ngozi is basically saying, we're not the Nubians, we're not no. the we're not the Nubians, we're not the Egyptians. But Ngozi, I want to know how the E get transferred to the A. Let me just let me finish and say this. Okay. We're not Egyptians, we're not Nubians. You're not no Nubian queen. You're West Central African. Okay. It's just the same as on the continent of of, of Asia. You have the continent of Africa. You have the continent of Asia. Pakistanians don't claim to be Chinese, and Chinese don't claim to be Pakistanians, even though they're on the same continent. Correct. Yes. It's, it's the same in Africa. I West make right. that point all the time. Right. That's a fact. That's a fact. It's not a Nubian just because they have nappy head and dark skin. Correct. Correct. Like, just like uh, uh, Armenian is not a Chinese just because they both have straight black hair. Right. We have Correct. to get out of thinking like that as black Americans. Like when you go to Ghana or Kenya, Kenyans call themselves, I'm Kenyan. They don't say I'm black. They don't say nothing else. They don't say I'm not. They say they're Kenyan. Because so Kenya they're country. Right. Africa right. is a continent. So right. all of Africa is not ours. Just like all of Asia is not Armenians. You get what I'm saying? Go ahead, y'all. Yeah, you said it correctly. Us claiming ancient Egypt is like a Korean claiming India. It doesn't make sense. Even though they share Asia, the continent together, but us claiming Egypt is like a person that's from Korea, China. India, <laughs> Asian dude. <laughs> yeah, claiming India, don't, it don't make sense. You know, we, are all, we have our own unique cluster. We separated from all these different groups at our own range in our own time. We have our own adaptations. We have our own human leukoantigens when it comes to immunities. It we even have fast twitch muscles. Most North Africans and East Africans and some layers have slow, slow twitch muscles. So when it comes and, and, and that's and, and this is why it's important to understand sickle cell. 
and that fat switch fiber. This is why you can lift weights or do 100 push-ups and you start to look more solid, quicker. Yet still, your oxygen levels is, it can, can burn out quicker, but that's because you're developing equatorial borders in Africa. So look up fast twitch muscles and look up slow twitch muscles. Even though you do have outliers scientifically, where you can have some people that's outside of that continent that have those traits, but that's part and partial of conversion evolution. Certain environmental factors can cause that shit. That's why it's important for us to understand science and evolution properly. That's why we do good at boxing and running and football and basketball. We're using yes. fast twitch muscles. Yes. Let me address this this thing. This guy Mike says, "What about Sudan? There are more periods in Sudan than Egypt, which is kind of irrelevant. We're not in competition." As uh, we need to go to some okay. of the important uh, uh, messages in the chat. Okay, so uh, uh, Sudan's pyramids are. Damn near 2,000 years younger than ancient Egypt. They were influenced by Egypt, not the other way around. Egypt's pyramids are much older than Sudan, and you got to understand that. Even to the point where uh, uh, the, 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 Nub the Nubians didn't have a written record before the Egyptians did. They were influenced. They can't even read their language, man. They don't know what Meroitic language is. They still trying to figure that shit out. Right. So, <laughs> what came up with is after what Egypt came up with. And Nubians or Kushites, whatever you want to call them, are not Egyptian. They are different people. In fact, the ancient Egyptians called the Nubians vile and wretched. You're going to take it there now. Go ahead, All right. Now, when they call them vile and wretched. Now, if you bring up that point, that has to be explained. Um, They called them vile and wretched because the Kushites, or well, I don't know what group, because uh, Wuja explained what group it was, actually. But whoever they was, we all call them Nubians. We classify those people. Yeah, we Nubians. call them Nubians. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, they're gonna get real technical with us. But the reason why they called them vile and wretched is because they had aligned themselves with the Hyksos. When the Hyksos took over Egypt, right? It was it was um a Nubian faction that supported them, right? So that's when the hatred for Nubia, it, it was a nationalistic claim, right? That that's why uh um, Egypt has started to denounce Nubia at that time period. And when they got power back, they actually um, took over Nubia. After they kicked out the Hyksos, they ran down there in Nubia and conquered damn near all of Nubia and pushed their uh, border, all their uh, capital all the way, I think, to Kerma, if I'm uh, being correct. But anyway, that's the reason why... Uh, they called them vile and wretched and 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 all of the um dispersing um things that you see come out of that period um but before that right you had the 12th dynasty a minimet uh a minimet the first i think he his mother was nubian so they had good that relationship was back and forth between the Nubian and the Egyptian because Amenemet the first, him and his family, uh, that brought in the twelfth dynasty, 
had um a Nubian mother, right? So all of the kids that came, so they was part Nubian within themselves, but the Hyksos period is when that vow and uh they was called vile and wretched. So but no, we, know we know that there's periods where they even wore Nubian wigs. Yes. So the question was asked if they had no love for Nubia. Why would they be wearing their wigs, right? Which was a great point that it makes sense, right? And, and, and also, in those times, they did stuff of their con who the people they conquered, right? Like but things but were then brought again, into it. Hey, let's but then again, the wigs wasn't actual hair; it was different materials weaved up and braided, right? Like uh, I don't know the Egyptian name, uh, the Nubian dude name, but Mapiri, Mapiri, Mapiri. He had a wig stitching to his head. That no, so they were they about. were mimicking that hair type. Then they mimicked that, that it was a style. It was a style. Right. You know what we missed out on? And Gozi left. When we had the blonde hair mummy up there. He didn't get to speak to that. Ginger, ginger. I'm yeah. a real ginger. Six of them, yeah. but that so was it, it, it was six of them. Yeah, it was six of them. But he honestly, yes, that was six of them. But he he had blonde hair, reddish hair, absolutely ginger. Right. So, but, but uh, it goes that we know that that's still a recessive trait. That's not something that would have have been in the whole population. Correct. But it still reflects something that was going on there in the pre-dynastic time. Right. And people people make this claim that. Oh, they only tested a small population of, of mummies. That's just what that was just a very small population. Whatever it was, it's not in sub-Saharan Africa space. <laughs> Most of the DNA that's been sequenced from four thousand years, Jehuti Akat, if I'm not mistaken, his name, Mighty Conjure DNA U five A. You're you're Asian. Um Abusir, Abusir, Almighty Conjure DNA, you're Asian, J2, J1. Um, um, U6 U6 all that we know U6 came into Africa 30,000 years ago M1 came back into Africa 30,000 years ago from yeah through back migrations so at this time period Egypt or this part of Africa was already a blended thing before dynastic period again and they have components that separate from the layers of people that we descend from primarily in western central Africa and also I wanted to say that Nubia wasn't homogenous because some Sudanese, the Egyptians, A, B, C, right, it's A, B, C. So yes, some Sudanese, the Egyptians was cool with, like the Magi that they employed. And some layers of Sudan, they wasn't fucking with them. So again, some of them were traders with hikesos, and some of them was just working for the Egyptian military as vanguards, governing over, governing over the areas of the borders because the Egyptians controlled the border and they dominated over that area for a long time. So, and they were very serious about their borders because that's where their intruders came from. It, it's money. Egypt had more ties to West Asia when it comes to trade and marketing with West Asia in a Levant like Lapis Lazuli. Lapis Lazuli came from where? Lebanon. Uh, Lebanon. Uh, no, I'm so sorry. Stop, Lapis Lazuli. Stop, 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 stop one second. I got to ask you. We didn't have nothing to trade with them at that point. Like we didn't have we not no, nothing to give to be no, <laughs> no he's been he's been he's been funny. Oh yeah, oh yeah, not from our portion of Africa, no, the, the lapis lazuli came from Afghanistan next to um, Pakistan and Afghanistan, right? The lapis okay. lazuli. That the cedar ebony wood came from Lebanon. They had more trade markets and trade routes 
outside of the continent than they did into the interior of Africa, Nigeria. They weren't thinking about the Congo or Nigeria or Mali or Gambia. They weren't glad, thinking about them. I'm glad you said that, Ngozi, because when I was studying, when I when I was putting together my, my uh, presentation, uh, Debunking Black Egypt, I learned that a lot of the pottery all up and down the Nile came from outside, from um, the Near East. I'm gonna give y'all something. Look up pre-pottery Neolithic B, I'm sorry, Nubian Nubian A artwork, right? It's something called the Cetid Woman. The Cetid Woman and the oh Nubian A or B don't group. Do it, don't do that, man. <laughs> Why would you do that, bro? Well, well, I'll just say Come this. On, man. Come on, bro. I'm going to say this before y'all show me. A whole place and then you're going to have to do the whole thing. Well, well I'm just going to say this. That it's not African, that it came out of Africa. It, it, the, the the Halaf culture is older near Iraq. Uh, uh, go ahead. I'm, uh, it's older in the Near East. And, and and Gozi, so let's do this. Let's do it like this. Let's do this. Look. Can go we ahead. say that the Egyptian culture did not come? It's I more, think. That, I, hold no, on. Say that. Say that again. Finish your question. Does it come? Uh, repeat the whole question. Does it come from? Does um, what the Mediterranean or does it would you say it comes from the south? Because you know we got it, people saying that it came from the south, right? So here's the thing: Egyptian civilization is North African civilization. Now the components that makes it up is a confederation. It's an in-between between people in North Sudan and certain groups of people that come out of the Green Sahara, not us. Okay, and also not from, us. Right, gotcha. and okay. also and also people from the Mediterranean. And the Near East coming through the Levant, fusing together, creating this advanced demonstration that you see. I don't know what's going on. So yeah, so 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 when it comes to Egypt, we understand if you look at Tassili Cave art, Pheasant Cave art in the early Green Sahara, you can see the predecessor root where some of those layers do come from people that migrated back towards the Nile. And you also see a lot of components in the Near East, like the seated woman, the damn... The seated, um, the seated woman in Anatolia. Anatolia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Katahoak culture, the, where you see King... Katahoak matches yes. the DNA, King the DNA yes. of the 18th yes. dynasty. Yes. Oh, so, I, I can't What's going Everybody on? Everybody in the New Kingdom has. Oh, hold on, cool, cool. You gotta be clear. They they missed it because you guys said a word over each other. Go ahead, and cool. Say okay. what we kind of celebrating it, but we gotta do that, right? But look, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> right, look. What that means is that these genetic markers. There's a lot in that land because. We just explained that there's a whole bunch of things going in there in the Green Sahara. But the indigenous culture that the Egyptians are made up of are cluster more with Europeans near Anatolia. The culture or the genetics? I'm, I'm uh, some of the genetics. I say all of the genetics. So, so you're saying the culture the cluster culture more? Too. I you think see. some of I, I'm, I'm a, I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna hold it uh, as a fact. Okay. But I would say that I believe that some, they didn't bring. I don't think that all of it is indigenous. I think they took something from Sumeria. I think they took something from outside. 
also to formulate its culture as it's a Near Eastern culture. It's like a what, like, 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 what, what culture. you so think they brought likely, from, What do you think came from outside of um Africa? Uh, I think. Well, well, what's that book right there, Amir? It's called the archaeology, the archaeology of early Egypt: the social transformation of Northeast Africa and the Near East to ten thousand to twenty six fifty BC. This will help you out a lot. Okay. Okay. So I mean, maybe, we, we, so so, uh, uh, Amir, maybe you need to show the seated woman. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The seated maybe woman. You got so that we can. Is that the burial? Is that actually a birthing chair? It's actually a birthing throne. Yeah, yeah, it's called the. If you, if you, everybody can Google it now. Type up Katahoic culture, and it's going to show a big lady sitting on a seated throne with the two lions at the base. And then when you turn around and look at King Tut's throne, it's the same right, thing. So now, two I'm lions gonna, at the base. Yes. But I'm going to tell you what's going on. According to recent discoveries, Armana DNA was sequenced, right? From the 18th dynasty. All these dudes was, all these dudes was R1B1A2. And mighty conjured in it was K, which yeah. shows that they had a lot of ties with Near East for a long time. Damn. So, so, so again, but we also have a, a cluster of all because R1B is not indigenous to Africa. It came through North Africa. It came through Southern Europe. What is the basal branch of R1BVA8 that we find? It's not in Africa. The basal branch of it was found in Villa Branaman in Southern Europe, thirteen thousand years ago. R1BBA8, the market that a lot of the Hausa men have and some of the Egyptians in the Siwa Oasis. But you that have the Bang tribe in Africa with R1B as well. But yeah, guess it's what? Found in Central Africa in some places. Right. And guess what? It, 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 was, it, was, it was much higher in North Africa at one time, but bottlenecks occur. Bottlenecks in science is a reduction of a population. So what happens is Southern European hunter gatherers cross through Gibraltar and hit North Africa. Again, for a long time. So even some of the people coming out of the early Green Sahara was Eurasian. Travel back, travel back too. Travel back towards the now. Let me. I want to. I want to share my screen and put this map up just to give people a visual of something. One second, y'all. Okay, let me mute. I'm sharing my screen. Okay, can y'all see that on your screen? The cooling, y'all. You gonna have to blow that up. You gonna have to click on oh, it. Oh yeah, let's away. pick it up. Just go on the side and make it yeah, bigger. There you, yeah, there you go. Um, okay, okay. So, in general, this is my understanding, right? Okay. Just say for the last thirty thousand years, I'm just making it basic, just in a common sense kind of way. So you see where my arrow is, my finger, right? Right. Okay. Okay. So this is North Africa, people. Yeah. All this is North Africa. Below here is this is Sub-Saharan Africa under the Sahara. Okay, so basically, my understanding is for the last thirty thousand years, there's just been gene flow across North Africa from Near East all the way to Turkey, Southern Europe. It's just a gene flow been flowing all throughout North Africa. Do you agree with this, Ngozi? Can y'all hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so you, I'm, I'm asking, do you guys agree with this? Uh, that's what the, that's what the DNA seems uh -huh. to suggest. Say it again. 
That's what the DNA seems to suggest that they are a Near Eastern culture of Mediterranean people. They've been there for thousands of years and they was never misplaced. That's what the DNA suggests. So these people share basically genetic affinity. Yes, you'll find Amazigh, all that type of people up there that are very closely related more than the other people below that line that you show. Right. But, so what my arrow is, everybody don't agree with the whole sub-Saharan below the line thing. Right. They just they just bullshit. But Gene <laughs> Gene Flo has been here throughout throughout okay, this okay. period for thirty thousand years. He's been flowing in and out, in and out, in and out, around thirty thousand years. Black Africans, you know, I'm not well. Sub-Saharan Africans have never been up here and set up camp. Anyway. Okay, so you're asking me if I agree? I agree. I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying, no sub-Saharan African culture or what I would say, I, I just say black, not here, kinky people, ever set up camp and their culture was born in any of these areas in the last 30,000 years. Right. These people share the same affinity. We're down here and on the side, if you're talking about sub-Saharan people. Okay, so uh, I think Mexico wants to say something. Can you bring her back on? Hey, I'm still here. I'm still here, big bro. I'm still here. I think she well, I yeah, I think she can I, can I read some of y'all? Okay, go, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I don't want to cut your wisdom, King. Get it in. I'm gonna I'm gonna fall back. Tell me when you're done. No, I was gonna there's someone else that's asking to be brought on to the, the panel that wants to discuss discuss the uh the 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 the, the, barri the barriers what makes the culture different, such as when Kush was first attested to in the record, mm -hmm. so that we mm -hmm. don't have to say the Kushites were Egyptians, because there's a lot of different people with it that we're talking to that mm -hmm. have a lot of different ideas about this whole Egyptian thing that we're talking about. Well, I wonder, I just, if what do you think about the Beja and their relation to the Egyptians? I think that the Beja, some layers of the Beja, Here's the thing, a proto-Bija. I think that some layers of the Bija had an indigenous um, um, origin in Upper Egypt. Some layers of their genetics, but some of their genetics, if you, if you study the research, it comes from Arabs. To be honest with you, Sudanese people are genetically more Arab than modern Egyptians. Paternally. I wasn't too sure on it, but okay. Paternally. Because they carry haplogroup J at a higher percentage than modern Egyptians who still have EM78 at damn near shit, 70 to 50 percent, depending on what range. But Mighty Conjure DNA is a different story. But I wanted to read something. Um, yeah, so I will say a, a phase of Bija was. That's what you see on, to me, I can't prove it, on Norma's palette. And okay. then you also see you also see those layers of people from the Near East, like that Sacropod, which is called the Jasper Cylinder in the Near East, that was always in, in the Northern Delta. So let's this go is back to Norma's palette. Those people are Norma's palette. Do you think they're Asiatics or they're uh, A-group Nubians? I think that they're A-group Nubians and Asiatics. I believe. I, I, I can go with that because it, there seems to be some, and I'm not a linguist, right? But according to my research, there seems to be some discrepancies on what the terminology is on the palette. Because... It seems that there's some, uh, like some people call them Nubians because of a, I maybe like something like a missing letter, maybe or something like that. Something real small. I'm not really like an expert on that, but my research has led me to believe that 
those people that are on the pallet with their dicks and their heads cut off are actually the A-group Nubians because it says that the A-group Nubians were replaced when Narma unified the land. So I believe that that reflects that. Now, so I, I, I have no evidence of that, but this is what I believe because no one has ever told me who those people were that he okay. was running out that was there before him. Since you said that, cool. let me just add on. When people talk about Narmer, they continuously say he came from the South. He came from the South. What they're yeah, talking heard, about, what, what the truth is, he came from South of Lower Egypt, not Sudan. Thinnest. He came from Thinnest. He came from Thinnest, which is yeah. in the middle between Egypt and Sudan. It's not in Sudan. People have been lying for years. And once Narmer united the lands, he turned right around and went south and started banging on Nubia. He wasn't banging on his own people. He was banging on another people. Narmer what causes me to believe that those were Group A Nubians on the pallet. He started right. it there, what I believe. This is why yes, Narmer was, Narma was an Egyptian banging on Nubians. They were yeah. not the same people. He did not come from Sudan or anywhere in the South. He came from within Egypt. And people need to stop saying that. So was it a difference between, um, uh, be, be, all right, let's say this. We know that Nubia, ancient Nubia existed within the borders of Egypt. Yeah. We know that. Two, two huh? Starts. Nubia is up in cataracts. So, some of the Egyptian has Nubia as part of the cataract. So, I'm sorry, guys. Did you guys bring up, did you guys ever show Nama's palette yet so we can explain it or you guys didn't show pictures yet? Uh, no, we ain't no. show Nama's palette. Somebody can okay. pull it up. All right. Did the, the chat ask him for uh, the link? For Nama's, they want to go for, <laughs> for about an hour now. They've been killing us about links for an hour now. They, they want to see the actual documentation. Well, I'm yes. just going to send them a link right quick. Um, let me read this to them while y'all looking for that, if you could, if you don't mind. I want to read something. from. It's called African Evolutionary History and Fur of Womb Whole Genome Sequence Data 44 of Indigenous African Population. It's by one of my favorite geneticists, Sarah Tishkoff. I'm going to read what it says about the separation between us and people in Northeast Africa. It says right here, it says genetic structure analysis indicate that among the African genetic ancestors largely, are largely partitioned by the geography and language. Through observed mixed ancestry of many individuals consistent of both short and long-term range events, followed by admixture, the phylogenetic analysis indicates the sand genetic lineage is basal to all modern human lineages. The sand and Niger-Congo Afroasiatic and Nilotic lineages were substantially, substantially different in the bird by 160,000 years ago. In contrast, the sand in Central African rainforest hunter-gatherers, Haza and hunter-gatherers, and the Sadawe hunter-gatherers lineage were diverged by 120,000 to 100,000 years. Niger-Congo, which is us, Nilo-Saharan and Afro-Asiatic lineages diverged more than 54,000 to 16,000 years ago. We were already separate. It said Eastern Western lineages diverged between 50 to 31,000 years ago, and Western hunter gatherer lineage diverged between 18,000 to 12,000 years at a range of approximately of 100,000 to 60,000 years. We were already separated within our own clusters. 
by that far. This is the beauty and the diversity of Africa that we have to learn to appreciate, yo. Yeah. So that's that's um that's I I think I, I don't think nobody in the chat is saying no more that um we have anything to do uh Western Central Africans have anything yes. to do with um Egypt. I think we didn't beat them off at that point if anybody <laughs> had that um that predilection <laughs> before we before we started and then Gozi started to uh break down the, the migration patterns and the different um genetics. So but their issue is now with uh the Nubians they saying Chief X, he uh they saying can you show a source of Nama banging on the Nubians? Yeah, that's I mean you can just you can well I, I can pull it up and share my screen, but anybody can Google uh uh um Nama uh, um sent military expeditions into Nubia after he united the two lands. This is kind of common sense. Afro not common sense, excuse me. This is known. But Afrocentrics just don't teach that because it goes against what they've been teaching. But yeah, anyone can easily Google Narmer led military expeditions into Nubia. It's just a simple fact. I got Google right here. Yeah, but when y'all pull up Nama's palette, we're going to get it in. Go ahead, Chief X. Um, what was I going to say? Somebody's pulling it up, Crazy Cool, Scrubs, Scrubs, relax. You can also Google yourself. That's why before we got started, a lot of people came in here late. You don't have to always be in, in listening to a stream while it's live and in the chat. You can always just rewind it and sit back and chill. You know? Because uh, a lot of people miss a lot of information. They come into like reading a book right in from the middle to the end. You know, you miss a lot of information. Worldhistory.org say Nama. He led military expeditions through lower Egypt to put down rebellions and expanded his territory into Canaan and Nubia. He was banging and went up in Nubia and expanded shit. Okay, and then they got the Nama palette. <clears throat> so basically, I'm correct, huh? Yeah, according to uh, history.org and Wikipedia, you correct. Yeah. So this is why I keep saying, that's why I kept telling people. Before you came, I, I was telling people, before you, the stream, I said you should go back and watch my video, Black Egypt Debunked. Then you would know this, so it wouldn't be an argument now. So a lot of y'all have been arguing and fighting against me, and you never watched my video to see what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now you're here looking crazy. All you have to do is watch my whole video, Egypt Debunked, Black Egypt Debunked, and you would know that Narmer banged on Nubia after he united the two lands, because he wasn't them. He's not banging on his own people. He's banging on another people. It's just simple common sense. Narma was an Egyptian, not a Nubian, or not close to a Nubian. 
Um, did anybody have something they want to share? Um, did you, Chevron, have something you want to share? A screen? No. no. No, I was just enjoying the conversation. Oh, cool. Where you go? It was something you wanted to share. I'm here. I want to show the normal palette. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm waiting for you. Um, I shared a link into the chat this night. That's why I disappeared to you. But I want to show why I think they were newbies. Okay. Smash, okay. Smash, Smash said they are no pre-dynastic. They what? Smash said there's no pre-dynastic. No pre-dynastic what? He said there's no pre-dynastic text that Texas states normal bangdom. Okay. <clears throat> he said I know every pre-dynastic text. So does it have to come out of a text? Or I was wondering that. Is it any historical uh things that they can bear on uh military campaigns during the reign of um Norma that uh reached into Nubia because if uh, not if, if that's not the case then uh you know Encyclopedia Britannica and them is wrong. So 42 tribe you said can y'all stop saying Nubian this is in the Roman era. 42 yeah. tribe wait, wait, hold on hold on y'all hold on we're speaking to the public and we're speaking to the public in their language. So we don't want to confuse stuff and call Nubians by a different name that 90% of the people never heard. We're trying to keep it simple. So you don't need to wait to do that. We, we, we talking about the Kushites, the people south of Egypt. Yes. Right. So when we say Nubians, I know they have many different names, but that's like a common name that's used for them. Even if you go into a museum, they still use Nubian. So I mean, but I understand. I get. I get what you're saying. You want to be accurate, but, it, it, mean, but, but, but so we, we don't even know that. I don't know the names. So yeah, but people are trying not to be accurate to confuse the conversation. Oh, that's what you think going on. <laughs> no, they trying to show. They trying to show us, or trying to say we don't know what we're talking about because we don't know the specific names of the, uh, yeah. the different tribes that get categorized oh, as so, Nubian. Right. Okay. But I just want to show it's a flex. It's is a is a flex. flex. On. It's yeah, a flex. Yeah. <laughs> they flexing on us in the chat. So you got the palette? Y'all they trying to flex on us, huh? Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to flex on us. Hey, you so, got the palette thing? Uh yeah, I have one right here. So can you see it? They uh hold on, let me. I, I, I was um um I was trying to pull something by myself. Let me come back to Streamyard. And, and King Sosa said they debate whether the Nama's palette is real. Who said that? Sosa. Uh, I am King Sosa. Uh, Sosa in there wilding out right now, man. <laughs> am I supposed to be sharing the screen right now, Coop? The Nama's palette, yeah. Nama's yeah, palette. Has... I want to show y'all something. There's something going on on this palette. Hold up. Uh, and it's a, can you see it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, look, you see that creature with the two long necks with the rope around his neck? The, the sarcopods, right? Yeah, that comes in the Near East, and the Near East is called the Jasper Cylinder. Now, you see those two dudes that's holding a rope around his neck with the afros? 
Yeah. Y'all see the two brothers the right there? On the left one? This yeah, one right yeah, here? Yeah, holding the animals. No, no, the, the, with the supper pods, and you see those two guys with the afros holding the rope oh, around yeah, their head? Okay, that's yeah, right here. Yeah. Guess who those guys were? Who was they? Those were the first people that you seen getting killed on the battlefield pallet. So it was a struggle going on with people Fighting who was already in from... Wow. Right. Oh, shit. <laughs> you see that? Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. I seen oh, it shit. that quick. <laughs> Let me so, go back. Wait, let me go back to the screen. Now, all right. See, sir, so right here. The, that's from the Near East, and the Near East is called the Jasper Cylinder, J A S P E R Cylinder, right? Okay. Those two guys with the Afro, if you look at an older palette than this, it's called the Battlefield Palette. Those type of people were being killed by these other types of people. That dude you see that that's enormous hand that Asiatic or North African. So that's what that's you, what it's been. Ask, those were Near Eastern people. That was that way ask, before when people try to say that those were Hicksos. Wait, let me Those let were me Asiatics or North Africans has been in the Delta for thousands of years, bro. Wait, let me ask you something. Oh, so hold on. So you saying Nama was <laughs> aligned to those Asians? No. Nama was from Upper Egypt. He wasn't from Sudan. He was from Thetan area in Upper Jesus. Egypt. Right. Thetan. Yeah. Right. But the people that he's from the Nakata period. Now the the, the, the the Mesopotamian population comes in in the second half of the Nakata period, even though they were already in the Delta. If you look up something called the battlefield palette, you will see those same Let's type of that. people with the rope Let's around that. that dude neck being chained up and killed. It's called the battlefield palette. B a t t l e f i e l d palette. Check it out. Who are those people on that palette? The same type of people that Nama were that reconquered the land before he unified Upper and Lower Egypt into Tamari. Look at the look at that. Look. You see him getting killed? Look at the battlefield palette. They getting killed. <laughs> Those same people that you see getting killed under Nama, they revised Egypt and unified the land when you see them with the rope around the neck when Nama unified Upper and Lower Egypt. All right, so now let's use this palette in contrast. To the other palace. Oh, so you saying Nama had put the Asians back into control? He dominated the Asiatic that okay, was already I got it. I in got the it. North. I, now I got what you said. Okay. All okay, right. so so these people up here, I don't know if y'all can see my with the afros. All yeah. right. With their hands behind their back, you can see they're they being ran out somewhere, right? They're being killed, they're being ran out by other groups of people. Who are these people? They're Asiatics. No, those are those are North Africans. Those are North. Those are those are people of North Africa at that time. They I would call them a proto Bija type. I wouldn't call them Bija, a proto type. Proto that's what I always talk about. That's why that's why Chief X was he was saying when I say Ethiopian Somali, not yeah. not literal not literal Somalians. I'm saying in morphology Ethiopian Somali type proto Bija type. Not even Cushitic at that time. They're still just so they look, us. They look, they look more like the Armana people in Ethiopia, them type of people. No, they're not even, no, 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 hell no. The Armana was genetically far from, no. The, the Armana was mixed with that, but no, the Armana was already mixed with those Neolithic Eurasians that already absorbed into the early Green Sahara before going, you know. Okay, so now I'm going to go back to the Nama palette, right? Real quick. Who are these people down here underneath him? 
the people that Narman was conquering when he re when he reconquered Egypt or reconquered the area that we know is Tamari. Right, so we don't know me. what group of people that means. No, that is. We, we don't. But that guy that he yeah. holding in his hand, that was all the Asiatics and Mesopotamians. Okay. Hmm? I, I found a source. Go ahead. Hold on. All right. So let me get out of this. Hold on. I think they was fighting Nubians. I do too. It seems to come on What's funny? No, because I just dropped the link in the in the chat that says Norma is what moved those people out. And they didn't come back until they were called different groups such as Kushites. And the, the first attestation, the, the first attestation of a Kushite, they were still your they were still Egyptians' enemies. Can y'all see my screen? Yes, sir. It says world history and armor. Hello. Yeah, we can see it. Okay. We can see you, bro. Okay, so we're talking about Nara right here. This is just the world history. It's like, is that what you were looking at, Shifron? I think so. Let me see. There we go. They're going to say your sauce is poor. I mean, you know, but it, it's many sources. I just, oh, here we go. He said, Narmer, he led military expeditions through lower Egypt to put down rebellions and expanded his territory into Canaan and Nubia. He initiated large building projects, and under his rule, ur, uh, under his rule, urbanization increased. There's there's plenty of sources letting you know that after he united the lands, he went into into other territories. So he expanded, expanded his land. He expanded their land and was running shit. Okay, so I want to share mine now. Can I do that real quick? I just yes, want to show one thing because I got to highlight it. Uh. This share uh, this one. Can you see that? The A group flourished. See that? Until it was destroyed by Pharaoh. Let me, let, me, let me put it up there. Let me add it. Okay, there we go. You do that. Can't see it good, but you can go ahead and read it. We trust you. The A group flourished until it was destroyed by Pharaohs of, the, of Egypt's first dynasty around 3100 much of norbia uh northern nubia was in, was not inhabited for centuries after at least because of egyptian military action so it's saying egyptians took over and ran nubians out craig's first dynasty Craig Scruggs, Narmer uh, um, palette was not uniting Sudan with Egypt. Y'all got to stop this. <laughs> is that, hey, is that what he's saying? Chief Axel Aku, can I can I say something right quick, man? I know I know you guys going there, but can I say something real fast? Yeah, go ahead. I, I see this guy armchair a lot talking crazy. Hey, don't and he do wants it. me to don't say. Do it. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disrespect him, brother. I just want him to hear my answer because he's saying. So some people think that I come off contradictive, and I don't. Right. 
Okay. What I'm trying to tell people is, is that when someone asks me is if Egyptians was black or white, I don't play those games when it comes to Egypt because I understand okay. that Egypt was a zone of confluence. Okay. They were, they range. Were they Negroid? No, they were not. Were they Congoid in the sense of Negroid like Yoruba, Igbos or whatever? No, they yeah, wasn't no. those type of people that we descend from directly. They wasn't Pharaonic. No, but when it comes to, when it comes to Egypt, their skin tone range like it does today, from light to dark. So for me to be a person that uh, antagonizes people, especially like racist, I don't care what racist angle is coming from, Afrocentric or Eurocentric, I will antagonize people. And I'll say they was black just to piss people off. And if I want to piss off a pseudo-Afrocentric, I'll say that they was Mediterranean. So my, my stance is they range. Were they Negroid? No, they were not. Did they have mixed mental proportions? Yes, they did. It's a transcontinental country. My answer right. is not contradictive or confusing. It's reality, bro. Right. They were not homogenous. But were they us in Western Central Africa? No, they were not. So that's my answer, wheelchair. I'm not insulting you. I'm just giving you a straight answer. So I wanna I wanna say something though. I wanna I wanna kind of ask the a question. And I want us to all be honest on this question, right? Why are we even concerned if the Egyptians were black, white, or whatever? How do we all come in contact with this information about Egypt? Because it ain't got shit to do with us, right? So how do we come in contact with this information? The master teachers told us it was our history and our ancestors, and we just fell in line because we didn't know no better. What you say, Stefan? You agree with that? Kind of, sort of, what? What's how you deal with that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, what you say, Amir? What's that, Kay? What's that? Well, how do you feel about that? How did we about even, which one? The, the, how did this even that? become important to us? How do you? Why like you oh, oh it, it's important because that's all our teachers taught us. All we knew in the beginning of of, of Afrocentricity in the beginning was Egypt. You know, we not, they never talked about nothing else but Egypt because it's out of respondents to Europeans. So the, the, we're only responding to what we knew. The greatest part of Africa that we ever heard about, even as a Christian, is Ham. And Ham is Mizoram. And Mizoram is Egypt. And in, in our mind, we think Ham is black. You know, because right. that's the way, and that's all we know. It's so it's out of respondents way, right. to our elders in, in the so Western we, education. Because you got to understand, like, when some of these elders came around, like, since they 1930, yeah. Well, let me just say this real quick. From Jump Street, the religious movements that came into the, the community, the black community, were all pushing Asiatic, everything around Egypt, Israel area, and they was calling us Asiatic. And then you had the history teachers come, Dr. Ben and all the other people, and they put us right back in the same area. So a lot of we we basically got a lot of miseducation. Okay. And we just fell in line because we weren't adept enough to see through what they were saying. And then you gotta also understand they were speaking at a time before the genome was mapped. Right. Correct. So now today, since it's mapped, we have science to put together uh, uh, with the history to figure it all out. And now we understand, hey. Master teachers was wrong about a lot of stuff. No disrespect. It was just wrong about a lot of stuff. And it's a new day, and it's our job today to clarify this and bring y'all ass back to West Central Africa. 
I want to say big up to Corey in the chat. Uh, he just came in, and he's he's kind of later on what's been going on, but a lot of the info that we're talking about is really reflected from months and months and months and months of Corey and Chevron having back to back because they do it all the time right <laughs> they go through this shit all the time they i've been watching it right and looking and saying well this this uh has to be some confusion there that needs to be sorted out something has to be talked about with this because either they not seeing it, it was to the point where we was like yo you guys don't even know who's black no more like we're gonna remove the ter the title black off the thing to where we don't even know who the hell we talk about no more <laughs> so here's the thing, you know, right. Dr. Ben, Dr. Ben got books called Black Man on the Nile. And his right. family. You know, you got Uncle And his family. Right. You got Uncle <laughs> Black African Power. Correct. Black Now all of a sudden, ain't nobody black. <laughs> right. So that's what I think created the problem. And now we're trying to figure out, like, I think people have made it out to be like we're saying that there was a white or black thing. And Corey and uh, Chiffron and I have been on and have been frustrated because it seems like they are misinterpreting the data. Because if the, you can't say you're into science, right? And then when the science doesn't agree with you, Right, <laughs> then there's this is white. We go back to the white black drawing board where everything is white and black and there's no gray area. So we got to grow up, we got to say, Okay, look, that's not our people. We like Egypt. I'm still gonna sell Egyptian books, I'm still gonna teach metal netta. <laughs> right? I'm not gonna be so bothered by you guys, right? But we have to be grown ups in the, in the thing, right? Because we can see it like this, this, like this disagreement between people who also agree on certain things, right? Like I was on a post where someone said those are Afros and whether that person, I'm not going to call their name, right? Whether the person was joking or not, there seemed to be pressure on a certain group of people, but the ones who are supposed to be the vanguards that are making mistakes are not being corrected and it's see-through like glass so now we got to say okay what's really the the, the motive mm -hmm. now we got to act so we have to have talks like this and act were they black this is, shouldn't even be a discussion as they would tell you like i've been telling you i've been telling people for so long that they're not black right but remember Sheikh Anta Diop said that ancient civilization was a Negro civilization. So, so if you're coming through that type of stuff and you're like, I'm respecting the elders, you will end up respecting elders that were wrong just because they were black. Yeah, say that again. Say it again. You'll end up respecting some of our elders just because they were black not because they were correct and it showed with the leftkowitz mary leftkowitz debate 
but where our mentality was at the time was we just was coming into it like what fuck them white people so we wasn't even here with Mary Leftwich had to say we, we didn't, the people didn't care if Mary Leftwich was telling one hundred percent true. Whatever John Henry Clark was saying, he was right. They didn't give a shit. Right. And it, and it wasn't even about John Henry Clark. It was about Martin Bernard's pseudo ass book. It was about right. the white boy pseudo book. I don't know why they brought John Henry Clark there as an old man and put him up there to look crazy. In front of though, he wasn't even addressing the topics, you know. What I mean, he right, he just was speaking condescendingly, uh, to, to those people, yeah. Right. And um, definitely, I, I guess we got more out of I, I guess the we, we didn't of- hear the real conversation <laughs> that was being had by Murray Leftwich and Martin Bernal, like, Not we we didn't even hear that conversation, nah. we just heard. Dr. John Henry Clark hurling insults and talking down at him, you know what I mean? So, and then even the moderator, you know what I mean, was kind of shifted it to yeah, them. Yeah, like so. Oh, it was horrible, bro. That yeah, moderator. horrible moderator. The worst um, moderation I ever seen. And not and, only that, Shifron, but you know the bad thing, Shifron, of that what that event that went went down. Look. Some of that info that she gave out, we have to now go back and do and reevaluate. Yeah, because listen, we, yeah. L- l- check it out, Martin Bernal. Right? If he was wrong, why we just can't accept that? I don't know. I don't like, know. If this white man was wrong, like, see, we married to the idea that everything came out of Egypt, oh, right? Sorry. And, and Martin Bernal's premise was that, you know, basically Africans laid the foundation to Western thought. You know what I mean? And those, she was a classically trained uh, Greek historian. Yes. So she's going to push back on that. Against what you know what I mean? Saying. She's going to push right. against that. You know what I mean? So there's nothing wrong with that. That's what they do in academia. You dig what I'm saying? Like, yo, but the fact that we got married to the position, right, that a white dude then wrote a book saying what we already believe, you know what I mean, that white people stole everything from us because George G.M. James said that shit back in the 40s when he wrote Stolen Legacy, you know what I mean? Uh, The Nation of Islam was pumping that shit since the 50s. You know what I mean? So it, it, it fell right with Martin Bernal wrote that it fell in line with what you know uh, he was I, already I, I, thinking. That we yeah, that ideology. It was, yeah. like our, it was like our hero white boy. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. was wrong as hell. But we like all white people that do that. They, they could be wrong, they could be wrong true. as hell. Even the white man said the Egyptians was black. <laughs> right. That's how they do. They picked one kook white person out the bunch, right? That uh, but but we talk about that. Go ahead, um, Chief. My bad. Yes, so, so I've been invested more than y'all. Like, like I had a, these comedic tattoos before there was a YouTube. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This one per se, not this one, right? So I was invested, but since I'm a truth seeker, a sincere truth seeker, I know how to back out. I know how to correct myself 
and be honest and real and let shit go when I come into truth. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of these people find it hard. You know, some people have been preaching certain things for 20 years. They've been pushing books that they wrote about Egypt and stuff, all kind of shit. It's hard for people to say, you know what? I was wrong. All this shit I was teaching, I was wrong. It's a great hobby. I mean, it's still Africa, right? I call it foolish. I call it foolish pride. What you gotta say? I don't, I don't know, man. I just think, look, uh, people can still do that, right? We can sell our sneakers. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with it. It's right. nothing wrong with studying Egypt. It's fine to study Egypt. Study every culture at all hey, that. I'm not there to knock your hustle. Because everybody got to eat, right? But there got to be some integrity along the way in what you do. So we got to say online that, yeah, we, we kind of are the reason that we are looked at the way we are looked at in the world. I mean, come on. You say you Indian. You say, and look, and it ain't no, look, we come from a different way where we all follow. We know if you said John Henry Clark, people knew who you was talking about. This generation don't know about no John Henry Clark and no Dr. Ben and no Amos Wilson and no, they don't know about none of that stuff, right? So it was hard for me thinking that, yeah, what? I'm standing on the shoulders and go look and be like, wait. Yeah, so Emmy can't. maybe I need to stand on my own shoulders now as a grown-up and start to learn how to look at things right objectively instead of subjectively and being in some click of some wave of thought with somebody else. Yeah, because so this whole wave, this Egyptian black Egyptian wave. As Chevron said, it was started by white people. And we fell in it. But it, it damaged us more than it did them. Because by the time we recognized that Eurocentrism was foolish, we was entrenched in it as a as a as a collective group of people. So that means we have a group of people out there talking about nigga, what you are Arab. You are being disrespectful. To the people that the culture really belongs to. Yeah, we've been rabid racist. We've been disrespectful to Native Americans. We've been disrespectful to the Egyptians, the Coptics, the Berbers. We've been racist and disrespectful. And people need to admit that. So the lady asked me a question. Amy asked me a question. So she said, so you had those had tattoos because you thought you were one of them? Let me answer that. At the time I got these tattoos, I thought, because I was brainwashed yeah, I by Ashmarquazi in Los Angeles giving these lectures every weekend because he used to live out here. Then he moved to Dallas. But Ashmarquazi was here first. Steve Coakley was here. So I thought my ancestors may have descended from them. I didn't have enough information to combat their information because I wasn't as as intellectually uh, up there yet. But once I did see that they were talking bullshit, I moved away. So at the time I got these, yes, that's what I thought. 
And she and she also says, what happened to learning African history for the sake of learning African history? I was doing it for the sake. All right. Man. That's Look. where you were wrong. Yeah. You got brain. I know how to admit when I was wrong. I want to say MBK comes in there. That's where they are very important. I think. No, no really I say MBK has never agreed with me on anything. I got <laughs> to be the dumbest dude in the world of her. Every comment she ever made when oh, I was on the panel, yeah. <laughs> when it came to me, was to disagree with me. Like, it's just like, and I can't be that disagreeable. Like, I play the middle, and she still found a way to just. That agenda, boy. That agenda. I, I'm, stu I'm just stupid. Like, I, I don't even read certain people can't, uh comments because I know at the end of the day, they just look at me like I'm stupid. Gotta be, because it's nothing I ever said. You know what I mean? It, I can say the sky is blue. We're in the same damn boat. I they can say the sky is like blue. Unqualified. Yeah, and he's I'm unqualified to say that. Hold on. She, she will say that I'm unqualified to say. He ain't never wrote a book. Yeah, look, That's I'm unqualified to say the sky is blue over Africa. If I'm talking about anything with Africa, I'm unqualified. You're unqualified. It, it's crazy. Like, Emmy Cat's a newbie. She's a newbie. Let's just keep it real. Hey, look. She just studies the metonetter and knows that a little, you know, better than us. So she thinks she's uppity. It makes her she, she acts uppity. <laughs> she says she says style silent on the things I'm right about. So <laughs> right. Okay. All right, sis. So yeah, says, like go ahead. Let me ask you something, Jay. Would you like to bring a few people on before we end because I see two things at the bottom, but I don't see no face in there. I don't know what that is. Can you see them at the bottom? I think Smash gone. He wanted to talk about the Nama palette. Oh and, man, that and how we was uh, wrong on the uh, on he uh, um, on that he um, led military campaigns into Nubia. Like, if they got anything to show that he didn't lead um, military campaigns in the Nubia, that would be awesome. We can change the encyclopedias. Right. And get the Nobel Peace Prize. Because if you overturn all the science that's out there already, shit, you're going to be the richest man alive right now. Yeah, so basically, uh, cool. what you were saying the other day, as African American, not African American, but Africans, yeah, we, are African we, were, we was we was enslaved by the Arabs. We was enslaved by Europeans. Oh yeah, I said I said put another enemy on the on the chart because most people only talk about what the European did to you, right? And if you studied under Doctor Ben and them, they told you, man, hey, the Sandman, right, gave the Sun Man to the Ice Man. He explains that, right, and what that meant, right. That you was enslaved 800 years by Arab before you was enslaved by Europeans. That's a fact. That's the one most of us only know about the European one. Some of us know about the Arab, you know, the trans-Saharan slave trade, but a lot of us hear about the transatlantic slave trade. Most of us know about that. 
but we we haven't really did a, a case study on us being our people, people below the Sahara, being used by other people as okay. slaves. We haven't really, really done no real in-depth. And I think Class of Shabazz was the first person that I really got an inclining of what the Arab did, because I really didn't study much of Arab history, and because and, I've always had a distaste for that, just personally, because I know how they how they don't like black women and shit like that. So I just didn't like Arabism anyway. Oh, cool. We had a discussion about this earlier. Let me read. It. I just want to hear. I just want. I'm sorry, guys. I'm back. Okay, I want. I just want the, to hear the people who think. They are ancient Egyptians getting called out by name from the panel and directing the discussion directly to they or them. Now, let me let you know who said that. I just made a video of Anthony Browder challenging him on the Andinka symbol that he lied about that he said was in, was in Egypt. Okay? Oh my God. Anthony Browder claimed that we are Egyptian people and descendants of Egyptian peoples. All the master teachers today, Renoko Rashidi, rest in peace. Infadishi, Baba Haru, all these people. Jabari even says it in a slick kind of a way. Isn't Jabari in Ghana right now? All of our master teachers who are living today claim that we descend from ancient Egyptians and we have something to do with that culture. All of them do. So guess what? Since the master teachers today in 2021 are saying this, and this is a fact, I can line them all up and show you what they're saying. So stop, let's not play mind games, okay? Even their students today, people are arguing in the chat right now, thinking they are related to the Egyptians. What are you talking about? Right, so this it's not something far-fetched. There's still a group of people who believe in the Papyrus Nepha that we come from the foothill of the mountain of the moon, right? There's still a large portion of people that believes this where are they still getting it from is what somebody let me go into the chat somebody just said what my disappointment is is the brothers need to highlight the political environment that spawned that whole discussion what created the environment i want to keep going back to that because if we as black people don't fix it it's not gonna get fixed we gotta do it now we did it right so some of us gotta take the responsibility of going out there and fixing it we can't keep covering it up to sell books and and clothes we gotta say we still selling our clothes but check this out it has to be an essential part of what you do now because of the rape of Egyptian culture and the usurping of other people's culture. You, you Olmec, you're Indian, you're everybody else but African-American. It's so bad that they'll tell you, hey, I ain't no African-American. That was given to us by the cracker. Mm. 
and we got channels, man, that have been putting out work to show us how important it is, right, to go back and reflect our African Americans. We have 500 years here that we want to overlook to go back and study 5,000 years. You're not going to take a shovel up and dig in your own backyard, but you're going to go somewhere else and dig up to try to find something about yourself. That's problematic, and we have caused that. Whether you want to say, we can't keep saying using the white card. White people did that, yes. But some of our teachers have told us that and didn't, didn't, didn't in their whole life retract their information. Some of the information they knew was inaccurate when they did it. Mm -hmm. Some of them knew what they was teaching was inaccurate. Mm -hmm. See, you, you, you got these master teachers today. I'm telling you, 80, I don't call them master teachers. That's what y'all do. You know what I mean? It's 45 <laughs> million black people in the world. I'm not stuck on 10 of them. I keep telling people, <laughs> if you want to learn about any subject or topic, every college has their own YouTube page. Every university got a YouTube mm -hmm. page on any subject you want to learn about. Not only that. You don't have to keep going to the same two people to hear the same old bullshit for 20 years. <laughs> there are real scholars out here with credentials at all of these universities who's not teaching the Egyptians was black. Stop coming to the to the to the football to the to the basketball game with football cleats on. Stop acting like you are the authority on Egyptian culture when we got Egyptian anthropologists, linguists, the same thing that you think you are good at, that you have no credentials on. Right. Neither. There is no Negro Egyptian language. That was an attempt to blend. Who's a Negro? Black Americans. <laughs> right? And then you attach Negro Egyptian. That's a slick attempt to connect African Americans to Egypt and be culturally re related or language related or genetic related. It's mind game. That's why Wikipedia said, get that shit out of here. It's bullshit. Right. <laughs> the lingua scholar said, Asar, get that garbage out of here. And they said, are you nuts? <laughs> That's what they basically said. <laughs> you niggas is. Goo goo gaga. That's some new shit, Asar. He's wrong and lying. And there I ain't said, no, there ain't no need. There ain't no. Niger, Congo, Asiatic speaking ling linguistic connection. There's none. None whatsoever. Well, Mirat. Right here, brother. What you got to say about Negro Egyptian language? <laughs> no, I don't no, agree with that. I, 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 don't, I don't agree. The, the Egyptians spoke an Afro-Asiatic language. That's what they spoke. I know the, um, a lot of people in the community don't agree with that model, but I definitely agree with uh, Christopher Eric and Roger Blinch. Afro-Asiatic I run with them, uh, and they and they spoke it. And the closest language in writing to ancient Egyptian is the Coptic language. Correct. It's just, it's just bad. Still speak that language as a, a, in a, but it's not the it's not Medoneta, right? 
Correct. And he Christopher Art definitely cleared up a lot the, of the, stuff, and he showed that his their studies from all of they that it probably come out of Chad oh in Africa. God. So which one? What, what's that, King? Um, Afro Asiatic. Yes. You know what I mean, so you know it, it, he's clear. You know what I mean? Is that before the desertification? Is that in the <laughs> yes. Green Sahara? Yeah, well, it's before that because according to Christopher Eric, Proto Afroasiatic developed around 15 to 16,000 years ago. Christopher Eric believed around Eritrea. Roger Blink said it splits, you know, like the brother just said, around that Chad area mm -hmm. 12,000 years ago. But yeah, at this time, yeah, they spoke a proto form of Afroasiatic. Afroasiatic is indigenous to Africa. But again, I read the separation between Niger Congo speakers, okay. Afro Asiatic speakers, right. and Elastic speakers. To a lot of that. I want to touch on that. That separation. Oops, I was testing something. So they're not even related. They're not related. Like for example, <laughs> so it's well, how do these dudes mix it up though? I'm gonna tell you what's going on. I'm gonna tell y'all what's going on. Arabs. Arabs spoke an Afro-Asiatic language in a form of Semitic, right? Mm -hmm. okay. And they mingled with a lot of people like Swahili. Swahili is Bantu, but it's highly filtered with Arabic language. The same thing with Wolof. Also, oh, words what? filter back in. From, right, so, yeah, so, so, so you see... Swahili oh, right. okay, so you, I got you. So, you, like, for example, the Wolof that Dr. Antijok or Diop was part of, they're Muslims. So you're going to find some words in Wolof language that appears to be ancient Egyptian, but why? The bridge is the Semitic stratum, which is a brother branch of that, which is a layer of Afro-Asiatic that was connected to Egyptian in, in, certain, in, certain, in certain syntax and cognates anyway, because they're part of the same language family. Arabs introduced a lot of words to some people that you find as very similar to ancient Egyptian. It's not indigenous Niger Congo. Like for example, most of the um, Wolof in Fulani and Turi Suri speak what? Alactic Congo languages. Most of the Yoruba and Igbo and Assan speak Volta Congo languages. Most of the people that descend from Central Africa and Angola and Cameroon speak Bindu Congo languages. All oh, that's part of Niger Congo. <laughs> you know what I'm mm. So it's it's far linguistically, bro. It's very far. But some words merge. Right, you can, you know, look, you could be one people and move into a different area and learn a different language, like. Is what I'm trying to say. Theophilo Banga uh, tried to um, connect um, those uh, language families together, but his his theory wasn't accepted either. If you look it up, yeah, he was rejected. Mm -hmm. But we will tell you, Theophilo Banga. He's black man, he's black. That's why. Man. <laughs> right? He's black, so he's right. <laughs> And if you question them, they'll tell you, have you ever took up a course in linguistics before? As if like, no, the, even... the, the experts already said y'all was wrong. So you you <laughs> you lost already. You ain't shit, Jeff Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Ryan ain't shit. He he actually being real cool right now. Yeah, the, the, the damn real cool. The experts already said you was wrong. Why I gotta go behind? You know what I mean? That's but crazy. There, there's a few look. There's a few posts that we still ain't getting no clarification on. 
Right. But D Dear Follow Banger is still alive and he still lecture. So okay. if he could have cleared that up in 40 in the last 40 years. He didn't. He could have submitted it. Why didn't he clean it up, Chef? I don't I know. Think, I, I think it because he was like Sheikh Anta Diyar, who liked to refuse <laughs> the peer review process using the race card. Messenger, I keep trying to add you. Do you want to? Do you want to say something? Go ahead, Messenger. Let's see, make sure you can talk. Messenger, Craig don't like her to death, so Craig gonna talk a bunch of shit. I think it's. Death. I think it's just my crappy reception. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we can hear you, sweetie. Can hear you. I think that I think it's my really shit reception, and so and right. I don't want to talk over any of the shit, so I'm just listening. But okay, so there's a few things that we ought to touch on later. I've written I've written it down in regards to um, someone brought up that mountains of the moon shit again, and talking about Afro-Asiatic languages where, like, Murotic and Sudanese languages are actually Nilo-Saharan. They're not related to Kushite or even Afro-Asiatic. They're completely different languages altogether. Whoa. I can't speak Just on saying. this. Go ahead. Okay, so 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 we so know we that Mira Rossi. Can you bring one of the languages that on us in the chat? We know, for instance, um, the language of Mirotic cannot be reconstructed reconstructed using uh, Bahaja, so the Bija Mije language, because they the, the that's a Cushitic branch of Afroasiatic, and the people of Moro and the kings of Kush did not speak a Cushitic language. They spoke Nilo-Saharan, which is a Northeast Sudanic language. And they reconstruct it from like um, Gondalawi and Old Nubian and Nobin, which is, it's not related to Afro-Asiatic at all. So can I ask you a question? Uh, so Afro-Asiatic, is a complete different language. Well, it's a language, language, it's a language family. If, 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 we're, if we're in Kush, okay, if we're, if we're speaking a Mirotic language, Old so, Nubian, Mirotic, um, Dongalawi, Mahasvajidas, all of these languages cannot be reconstructed. Uh, for Mirotic, okay? So th those are the only languages that can be used to reconstruct Mirotic. Whereas Bija or the Medjay language, those people speak Cushitic language, which is Afro-Asiatic. Nothing to do with um, the people Nile south. Saharan people. Unless they're Amharic or uh, Eritrean or Somalian and they speak a Cushitic language, but those languages aren't related to the people of um, the Sudan, uh, you know, Moro, um, even Old Nobin is a Nilo-Saharan language. It's nothing to do with Afro-Asiatic. Okay. Interesting. That's what so, I was meaning. 
Maretziger, so what you've heard tonight so far, do you want to add on to any topic we spoke on earlier or you have an opinion about? I have an opinion on it all because that's just <laughs> the kind of person I am. <laughs> um, I've written down a few notes here and give me time to, um, to think about how I want to word these things because I think that sometimes when I word things, it offends people and they get hurt anuses and I don't want to hurt anyone's anus. So um, let me just think about how I'm going to word these questions. But I do have a few. I have a few because um, I think it was Aku that brought up Dr. Ben and his... Um, Oh, Ashra Kwesi, he does the same thing. They bring up this fucking fake text in the papyrus of Hanifa, and they say it's in the papyrus of Hanifa, that Mountains of the Moon stuff, and it doesn't exist. So I can understand how you guys are saying that it's not just, you know, it doesn't have a colour on it being um, lied to. You know, you've got black academics lying to people, and I think... Back in the 60s and 70s, they didn't think we were going to know any better in the future. You know what I mean? They had no idea that it was the information age and everything we could ever want to know is at the tips of our fingers. They, right. they weren't counting on that. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh and so, and so we can look at the papyrus of Hanefa. It, it exists, of course. But the terms, um, what is it? What does he say? Um, we came from the source of the Nile where the God happy dwells at the foothills of the mountain of the moon. Doesn't exist. It's just and another line. Because we talked about it, but I think I don't think we understood the brevity of it. The the, the real. Yes. Of it. I, I think I think most people that uh that um attempt that reads the language, um in this community, to be honest, they say that that's not in there. Yeah. I've. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, I've I've heard numerous times. Wuja and them say that and Sean and them say it's not in there. Here's what we didn't touch on. This is what we forgot to touch on. This is very important. They saying that they 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 haven't found that source that Dr. Ben is referencing. They 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 be honest about that. They say they they haven't found it yet. So okay. So I'm 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 um we haven't answered answered this important question. Um, Messenger, I'm gonna put you. Your, your mic on mute, and when you want to talk again, just unmute it, because you got something going on in the background. Hold on, sister. So, um, this is what we have in store. Gozi, are you there? Well, I think, I think, uh, uh, um, uh, I forgot my brother's name. Our <laughs> cool can speak on it, too. So, on the flyer, you see pictures of Nefertiti, right? You see a pitch black one, and you see a, a pale Nefertiti. She, she has many pictures in Egyptian art and iconography. <clears throat> but she says one that's pitch black. So 80% of the conscious community does not understand that that's it's, it's color symbolism. They actually use that to show Nefertiti was black. 
Let me put it. Yeah, go ahead on mute so she can go ahead and stuff. She got a lot to say, apparently. Okay, so um, do you want to explain, Aku, why she's oh, pitching? I, I, I wanted to touch on how in ancient art, Egyptian art, that some people were deified and they in death, so they painted them black. So we can look at King Tut's uh, funerary mask and there's layers to who he is, right? And some of those masks reflect him looking like an Asian. Some of them, with his color, you would probably say he was in a deep inner Africa. But without understanding a little bit of the Egyptian culture and how they perceive colors, you'll get tied up into the look of ship stuff. You'll start looking at dark colored stuff and you won't understand if it's a real representation of what the people look like because Egyptians were heavily into artistic art. Okay, so there's images that you can't just look at and say, well, this is a you know, a physical rendition of what the, the, the population looked like. You can't just look at Egyptian art to tell Right, you would have to be entrenched into the study, as some of us are, right, to determine what who based on the skin color thing because color that would be like saying Osiris was green because he had a green face and he represented the Nile River. You get what I'm saying? Because we got pictures of Osiris where he's black, then we have pictures of Osiris where he's green, which shows that. Obviously, it represents different things. The colors represent different things. So it can't just be when you see a black image, oh, see, he's black. <laughs> and then you don't use the same critical thinking and say, well, what about Queen Nefertari that's on the wall that she show herself in a pale image? Or uh, let's use Queen Ty. Queen Ty, we've all seen the image of her with an afro very common image that most people still think is an is an afro and because of her color on a wooden bus they'll tell you see she was black but when the dna samples from that period showed up it was all j's and, and, and k's and, and u6s and then we have the image of her with red hair right but don't look nothing like the bust you're talking about queen t now correct right yeah queen t that wooden bust it's not an afro y'all it's a wig and because it's aged wood it's darkened but if you look at who she is on the walls right and if you look at who she is enough because they got her her samples her, her samples they tested right they have our body they tested and show you what she looked like so a lot of us get confused also because when i was coming into the movement all the afro sisters would show me pictures of these pharaohs right um but i come to learn later that those were the nubian 25th dynasty pharaohs so when you hear the black pharaohs, Correct. 
anywhere in the world of academia, you hear the black pharaoh. You hear them say black pharaoh. They say that in academia, black. They say the black pharaohs. They're always talking about the 25th dynasty. Yeah. They're not calling any other dynasty the black pharaohs except the 25th dynasty, which the Nubians ruled for almost 100 years. Out of a 3,000 year period, only 100 years. So a lot of all you black Egyptian people got to go and overturn the whole academic field. Yeah, so so a lot of the image you guys see is a lot of statues, there's a lot of artwork from that dynasty that's in Egypt. A lot of those pictures are Nubian, the Nubian dynasty. They're Nubians. So they played them off to you as if they were Egyptians. Similar to this. This is Asar's book. Basically, he's talks about Egypt, but he has a Nubian on the cover. <laughs> that's tricky for, to our minds. That's, to me, that's tricky. Oh, shit. If you're going to be talking about putting Egyptian on there, why would you put hey, it? But, but at one thing you can say, he's sporting that arm, though. He's yeah. rocking that arm. Hold on, so illusion is about Egypt? Well, I'm not saying it's about Egypt. But I was just giving an example of how people always talk about Egypt and Egypt, and they'll sometimes they'll use a Nubian image. All right, well, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's deal with it. Yeah, let's let's deal with that. <laughs> let's go. All right, so when when we say Nubian, see that's why I'm saying it's an overlap there right. because it's not just the 25th dynasty, right? I mentioned. The reign of the twenty of the twelfth dynasty, the twelfth dynasty and the twenty fifth dynasty, the artwork looks similar, right? Why? Because again, Amenemhat's mother was Nubian, right. right? They brought a lot of their family to the administration with them. So in that, it, it, it shows you know what I mean. But there they is a some, they added some that blood. They added some of that. Yeah. Blood. So I mean, hey, Corey is one hundred percent right. I am not qualified to talk about that book, and I don't even want to act like. <laughs> I was just being crazy. crazy. I was just being crazy. Oh, Corey, crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> right. That book is like that book is like Chinese arithmetic. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I, I was never one of them guys that claimed to be a scholar. I'm not one of these guys who act like he's a multi-genius. I know about uh, 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 vaccines, immunology. I know about every goddamn full field. I'm a multi-genius. I'm an expert in every damn thing. I'm not that. that so that's that's crazy. Um, just just I, I, I think it's a, it was an overlap at different periods. And we got to say this in... The, the sister that was on here, she's an Egyptologist, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of. Yeah, okay. She, she has a degree in that field. I think. All right. So in Egypt, right, different intermediate periods and through the history of it, it wasn't always just one pharaoh or king or person claiming to be pharaoh and king, right? You had a lot of Nubian types that, I'm, I keep saying, lived in the borders of Egypt. And in their gnomes and provinces, they claim to be Pharaoh too. How do we know this? When Pianki uh, conquered Egypt and started the 25th dynasty, 
he defeated 14 kings inside of Egypt, right? Going all the way up to the Delta. So it was different kings. So it was basically who could erect the biggest monuments, right? They would get put on the king's uh, list, you know what I mean? Because of their achievements. But it was more diverse than we actually, you know what I mean? Like it, it was, it was, it was a like like uh, uh, Amir was saying, yeah, it was an area of confluence, and there was a lot of shit going on. You dig what I'm saying? It was it, it was more going on than we than we, like if you just can't read through history and think you got an overview of it because there's nuances in there a lot. You know a what I mean? Bunch and, of nuance in there. You might see one yeah. or two black people in there and be like, see. I told you black people was in there. Exactly. You know what I mean? And they wouldn't be wrong. But was they right. the majority? No. You right. dig what I'm saying? It didn't that's set just a like nowhere and rule nothing. Right. That's area. just like we have Mexicans in America, right? In, in the United States. And they American citizens. But they know where their lineage come from, right? But they American citizens. Right? right, you couldn't right. tell them. You can't say on paperwork that they not American. Nah, they're American. They're gonna, they're they're American. They get them. all of the benefits. So yeah. you had Nubians within the borders of Egypt and lived like Egyptians, and to them there was no dip, but they knew their their ethnicity. Right, you had different ethnicities within the borders of Egypt, and that's that that gotta be um that that gotta be stressed. But so what, I mean, I found, what I found over, because as one. Aswan is the key area. Hold on, real quick. Let me just ask this question. You can continue, Coop. All things popping. I noticed you got hate for me because I'll be reading your comments and stuff. <laughs> right, look, look, Nash Chef just caught CFX trying to be sneaky via SARS. Hold on, hold on. Bro, we seen clean through you. <laughs> like, like, well, let me just let me just address this. Chief X, it was not trying to be slick. Since I got this book, I told everybody in their mama and their mama side piece that I don't know shit about this book. <laughs> Chief X is the realest one you're gonna ever hear talk up on this net. I'm, I'm the only one sitting there. I'm not no scholar, none of this shit. So it's nobody got caught being sneaky. I clearly said I was just trying to show an example of how people use Nubian pictures for books on Egypt. And you know how that's what I meant. So what it is is you're being disingenuous, immature, and acting like a fuckboy. Don't come on my page with that bullshit when I'm, you know I'm genuine. Don't try to assassinate my character and act like I'm front. I'm not the one who fronts. People who write books like this front. Okay? Get on the real perpetrator, not the real one. Okay, go ahead. I'm through. <laughs> that was a. I thought it a cool was um. And what happened to Amir to Ngozi? You know he was still at work. He on different time. You know what I mean? He on Eastern. I mean, uh, Central. I think time. But yeah, it's 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 a lot of um overlap with um with Nubia in Egypt, and I think that's where we get confused at. You know what I mean? We we get it confused right there. Uh Nubia had his own kingdom. Um the Kushite kingdom. But they they lived in Egypt also. So 
you know, just like, you know, African-Americans, we didn't have a president. We, we have Congress people. We, we participate in the military. You dig what I'm saying? Uh, we become mayors of cities. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it was similar. You know, I would like to almost close out. Um, right. Yeah, go ahead. But, I, you know, I guess we won't hear from Amir if you don't come back. Um, yeah, he at work. Okay. So, you, you guys ready to close out? Yeah, yeah. Y'all been going in. Who what? I said, y'all been going in. I've been oh, in and out, man. Oh, okay. Amir, we're about to close out. You want to go first? Yes, I just want, I just want to say this. We need to embrace Western Central Africa. We need to learn about Shanghai, ancient Mali, ancient Gambia, you know, all the stuff that we did, the ancient, you know, Ashanti and Ghana. We need to learn about those people. We have a strong history. We are beautiful people. We're just as complex as people in North Africa, the Middle East or whatever. We have to accept that our people were isolated. So just because we don't have certain things in Western Central Africa does not make us less than or make anybody else greater. People do things based off their surroundings and they're going to survive the best way they can. So we didn't need a lot of tools that the people in Egypt did or the people in the Middle East. We were isolated for a long time. So all we can breed with is people that were similar to us and that were surrounded by us compared to people in North Africa that was next to Southern Europe and the Near East or people in East Africa in a horn that's right next to Southwest Asia, which is Saudi Arabia when you cross over. So it makes sense that these people will be distinct and for them to be them. And we need to accept who we are and accept the beauty of our isolation and maintaining a lot of uh, uh, the, the cluster that we have as Western Central Africans. That's all I'm Um, Go ahead, um, Aku. Okay, Aku. Um, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I was gonna say so. You want to go ahead and close out, Jeffron? Uh, oh uh, no, not close out. But I did have. I, I wanted to talk about the uh, the cave paintings uh, that a lot of people will say reflect that West Africans were in the Nile Valley because there's some supposed to be some Nihilistic cave paintings. Okay, well stay here, Aku. I'm gonna let um, Jeffron close out. So he can get to that stream and talk to his homies. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Chef. Okay, yeah. Um, good show. I enjoyed the conversation. I'm glad y'all invited me on. Um, you can invite me back on anytime you want. You know, I'm always down for a good conversation. Um, next time I'll bring some slides and you know, we'll get it in with, with how people been asking us to. But I definitely right. enjoyed the conversation. Um a cool, great having a conversation with you again. Amir, yeah. I appreciate the conversation and the information. And same to you, um, Chief X. Good job. And congratulations on becoming a YouTuber. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to do a good job. You feel me? Get your equipment together and go ahead. I'm going to need some help bro. with that. Uh, I'm going to need some help with that. So I'll be linking you up. Yeah, there. hit me up. Like, whatever I can help you with, you know. I hope everybody, you know, become successful and build their brands, you know, and put on right. good streams because we need good information. And, we need it, right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Right. Uh, I, I really appreciate you coming, Chef Ron. Hey, thank you, Chef Ron, for coming through, man, because I know you could have been doing something else with your time and shit, you know, on Anytime. Friday night and shit like that. But man. 
<laughs> but our boys is on, so I'm gonna go over there and see what they gotta say when I leave here. I gotta go and check pseudo killers out. Yeah, you know they're gonna be talking about this stream. They're gonna be beating us up. I know, you know they're gonna critique yeah. everything that we said. So I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna I'm take the beating. Right. <laughs> when you think about it, when you think about it, I, I, I did tell people grab an encyclopedia, get your other device, and fact everything, fact check everything we say. I don't recall anyone saying any misinformation here. Right. You know what I mean? So anytime you look up anything we say, you won't probably won't be able to refute it. If we said a hundred things, you might be able to refute two. <laughs> I think I think because we didn't make it be a seven-hour video, which we are now becoming accustomed to. Or or I, they can they can go deeper into some of the things that we said. That's probably we gotta go know. back and watch it, but we didn't we, we actually didn't really show any sources. Right. But it wasn't it wasn't set out to be that type of stuff. Because if, if you're gonna if you're gonna do the whole source thing. And Gozi would have just killed us with all of everything he was going <laughs> to, what he talked about. Right? Because he's not going to tell you nothing that he didn't read nowhere. So it's sourced somewhere. Right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's just it's just about being a good listener and going back and finding out what you can learn from the conversation. Because look, none of us are experts, but there's a level to this shit, man. Like, there is a level to this shit, right? And I'm tired of people telling me I'm retarded for talking on the, the, the topic. The and intent has a lot to do with it, too. That's like it. As long because, as you don't intend to mislead people, right. you know what I mean? And you aim right. to tell the truth. So far, I don't as have you know no bad it. intent. My thing yeah, is that so. most of my time, I'm exposing somebody because of good intent, because I don't want you to get damaged by them, because I've yeah. been damaged by them already. Like so, a not the same type of individual. We, like, we got to stop feeling bad. Don't do that. We got to stop feeling bad sometimes when we got to tell certain people the truth. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. like you, you, you kind of feel bad sometimes you got to right. say certain things, but... You don't want to be ostracized from your crew. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> right, so, so, so before, 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 um, um, before, like, um... What's up, bro? In the, um... What you call it, you call it group think, right? So you got yeah. a group of people who network together and, and build together and other right. things like minds. And right. you got a group of people and everybody in that group is scared to think outside the box mm -hmm. or say something different than what everybody else believes. <laughs> so it's a fear. They don't want to be an outcast. Right. You know what I mean? They, they It's about going along and get along. Right, that exists right. definitely well, I've, for sure. I've been, I've been broke that curse of trying to go along, get along with everybody. Especially people don't give a shit about you no way. So, you know, right. I'm my own individual. But people, please feel free, like button this video, and please subscribe to my channel. This actually is my first day of, of officially of becoming a YouTuber. I know I said I'm gonna have my mic, but it's coming in the mail, and I'll have it Monday. Today is the official day I'm being a YouTuber, and I would love everyone to subscribe and like button. And if you felt this, you you, you got some edification tonight. You 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 got some information, some that was correct, some old information. I don't like to beg for money. I haven't said anything about the whole stream, but my cash app is right there. Feel free to shoot a nigga a buck or ten bucks. You know. <laughs> Look here. Hey, I, I, you're not I, gonna I, do I, 
So I'm going to share. I will share any cash app I get with the entire panel. Okay? That's what's so, up. I ain't never heard that one before. You heard that one before? Yeah, you, you ever heard that one before? This is the panel. These brothers who came to share with me, this is how I get down. You know, I'm not greedy. If I, right. if I have a panel and I get cash app, I will share the cash app money with the brothers on my panel. So I know we worth a dollar from everybody, a five dollars, a ten dollars. Um, but I hate to beg, but get I some money if you can. Get some money if you can. We feel we're genuine and we meant give some dough to the nation and yeah, 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 give yeah. a donation. You know what I mean? You cash everybody else, y'all be giving all these frauds and scammers money. <laughs> you know I mean? I hate I'm watching all these frauds with lies. Yeah, when y'all hear me talk, just think Umar Johnson and run them donations. <laughs> Damn. Run them donations. It's that bad. It's that bad, bro. Even if, even if you dislike me, do it for Chef Ron in the coop. Right. I'll share right. the cash down. You know what I mean? I know. Hey, I and I want to ask, I want to ask y'all. Hey, and goes he gone? And goes he gone? Yeah, yeah, he, he at work, man. He don't get it. He don't get it. He left. Hey, look. <laughs> you know how we do, man. We gonna have to do the after party, right? Right, right, right. You gotta do the after party. And let everybody throw us under the bus. Oh, they they and doing then... it over there on the pseudo killers. I'm about to go over there, <laughs> and, and get and get my and get my ass beat. I don't feel like uh fighting, so I'ma just. Go over there and let them, um, you know, run me down, and I I'll get them tomorrow. They are real black atheists, bro. I already yeah. know where they at. Okay. You walk in the door, Chef Ron. They go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they go body slam you over there. You yeah. bad tonight. Yeah, get your ass out of Egypt. <laughs> you already know, nigga. You don't go. You don't go live with them niggas. Them niggas unqualified. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get. I'm about to get hey, kicked hey, out of the chimney car. We never never I, yo, that's my brother doing some real shit. Never never. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a he real good hard. brother. He go man. hard. My, <laughs> he he crazy sometimes, but that's my yo never never. If you watching, I want to say, but, but brother, he's that. real about the scholarship though. Yeah, he. You know he what I mean? Tries. He, yeah, he. You know, he, he got to sift through a lot of bullshit though, and he's just he ain't he ain't got the tolerance to deal with. It, oh know? no, not with the YouTube crowd. He ain't. Nah, he ain't even yeah. messing with you. Yeah, he ain't gonna yeah. go back and forth too much. <laughs> yeah, but we need a saw. We need a saw to talk to us about the Egyptian waves and you know how they had waves and we need some real people that are qualified. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm about to go over there, y'all. Y'all tune in. Look here. All right, I'm coming over all, there right all, now. All the North Africans that's been watching this tonight, I seen y'all. I seen y'all in the chat. All the North Africans, anybody of Arab stock, Berber stock, Coptic, yeah. feel free to donate your brother five dollars or ten dollars. Hey, the North Africans in the chat ain't playing. The North, look, the North Africans are giving us questions to ask, but because we so entrenched in doing what we're doing, it's hard to kind of watch everybody's. And some people in there got different names and shit like that, right? But it's been a lot of good questions in the chat. Like, for real, we've been overlooking a lot of good stuff in the chat. I've been paying attention to it. 
Hey, Amir, we about to get out of here. You all right? We gone, Hey, Amir, you want to do the after party? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, peace and love, man. I'm just saying, big up to, to all the Africans. And yes, we got to give it straight to the point. The, the modern Egyptians are the ancient Egyptians. So we, we, we can't knock that. I'm glad we had a great show. This was a great show. Chief X, thanks for letting me on. I'm about to hit the gym, yo. But I'm going to go to the after party a little bit, too. And that's what's up. We all Africans. If they know of Africans, then we Africans, hey, we all Africans. Wait, we shouldn't wait, be people hey, with each other. I'm not African. Wait, I'm not African. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, they hey, saying they they saying please have another show, Chief X. So they like the show. Yeah, yeah, show was all right. I know a lot of people didn't like what was saying, being said, or didn't but, like certain hey, individuals but, on the show. Can, but uh, I get can, it. Can, what, can I say this? Can I say this? Go ahead. I just want to. I just want to say we. I'm glad we did the show because Africa's diverse, and we can't we can't question no one's Africanness. Africa's diverse. You have Congoids, you have what they label as Caucasoid based off morphology. Right. Yet still, all those people are African. So Africa does not look one way. It's a continent. It's not a block. It's not a state. It's not a city. It's a country. Right. So, I mean, I'm sorry. It's a continent. I'm sorry. So right. let me get in this gym though, yo. Peace and love. I'm gonna catch that after party. I thank y'all. Yo, we'll talk to you later, man. Be safe out there, bro. Uh, peace, Kings. Peace. You're going to hell, cool. Who, me? Yeah. Man, it's your show. It's a Chief X5 right there. Well, you're disrespecting these people's belief, bro. Uh, We got to go and see what's going on over there, X. You want to go over there and see? What's going on over there? Hey, y'all. Peace out. <laughs> Subscribe, share this shit every goddamn where black folk, black Americans need to wake I'm gonna share it right now to my people. I want to see what happens. The hell up, leave other people's cultures alone. Your West Central Africa, get back to West Africa and get the hell out of Egypt. Hey, I'm American, man. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, I'm American too. I don't eat no fufu. I don't wear no African clothes. I don't speak no African language. I don't know 10 Africans. Not one African come visit my house. Right, I'm with I you. Am, I, don't I am, I am 100% American. And to describe what type of American, <laughs> I say black American. Hey, we out, bro. All right, peace and love, bro. And thank you.